This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Hello again, and welcome back to the World Center of Racing. Joe Moore and Barney Hall trackside as we get ready to fire the engines and start the 49th running of the Great American Race. George, let's looking back at the record book. The last five Daytona 500s have had a different winner, so we may see a different one here today, a sixth one. There's a lot of drivers down there that would love to add their name to the list of drivers who have won at Daytona International Speedway. We have quite a few former winners in the field, but a lot of other guys, including some very, very good rookies that would like to go to victory lane here at the Daytona International Speedway. The place is sold out. Over 150,000 fans packed in on a very chilly Sunday afternoon, but we're getting ready to fire the engines and warm them up with some great NASCAR Nextel Cup Series racing. Glad you're aboard for our coverage here on the Motor Racing Network. Folks have taken their seats. Now let's go trackside for the command. To deliver the most famous words in motorsports, the star of the movie Ghost Rider, Nicholas Cage. Gentlemen, start your engines. Time now for the starting lineup for today's Daytona 500. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company. A new generation of Wrangler. Row 22. Dale Jarrett, UPS Toyota. Row 21. Jeff Gordon, DuPont Chevrolet. Johnny Sauter, Yellow Transportation, Chevrolet. Row 20. David Rudiman, Domino's Toyota. Robbie Gordon, Jim Beam Ford. Row 19. Sterling Marlin, Waste Management, Chevrolet. Dave Blaney, Caterpillar Toyota. Row 18. Juan Pablo Montoya, Technical Hobbling Dutch. David Reagan, AAA Ford. Row 17. Kevin Harvick, Shell Chevrolet. Reed Sorensen, Target Dodge. Row 16. Scott Riggs, Vaveline Stanley Tools Dodge. Jeff Green, Best Buy Chevrolet. Row 15. Elliot Sadler, Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. Kyle Petty, Wells Fargo Dodge. Row 14. Casey Kane, Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge Charger. Bobby Labonte, Curios Betty Crocker Dodge. Row 13. Mark Martin, U.S. Army Chevrolet. Greg Biffle, AmeriQuest Ford. Row 12. Jamie McMurray, Crown Royal Ford. Forrest said, Sobe No for Energy Drink Ford. Row 11. Mike Wallace, the Miccosukee Gaming Resort Chevrolet. Jimmy Johnson, Lowe's Chevrolet. Row 10. Tony Raines, DLP HPTV Chevrolet. Ken Schrader, Little Debbie Fusion. Row 9. Joe Nemechek, Certain Teed Chevrolet. Casey Mears, National Guard, GMAC Chevrolet. Row 8. Brian Newman, Altel Dodge. Michael Walker, Napa Toyota. Row 7. Carl Edwards, Office Depot Ford. Martin Truex Jr., Fast Pro Shops, Chevrolet. Row 6. J.J. Yaley, Interstate Battery Chevrolet. Clint Boyer, Jack Daniels, Chevrolet. And now, the top 10 starters. Starting 10th. Matt Kensa, DeWalt Fusion. Starting 9th. Denny Hamlin, FedEx Chevy. Starting 8th. Kyle Busch, Kellogg's CarQuest, Chevrolet. Starting 7th. Jeff Burton, Singular Wireless, Chevrolet. Starting 6th. David Stremme, Coors Light Dodge. And now, the top five starters, brought to you by Wrangler Five Star Premium Denim Jeans. Starting fifth. Dale Hart Jr., Budweiser Chevrolet. Starting fourth. Kurt Busch, Miller Light Dodge. Starting third. 
Tony Stewart, Home Depot Chevrolet. Starting second, Ricky Rudd, Snickers Ford. And on the bud pole, David Gilliland, M&M's Ford. That's the 43 starters for today's Daytona 500. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler. An all-star lineup for the 49th running of the Daytona 500. Biggest field of cars here to qualify for this year's Daytona 500 in 40 years. Former winners here at Daytona. The greatest of all, Richard Petty. Ten times he won here at Daytona International Speedway. Cale Yarborough posted nine victories here. David Pearson had eight, as did Fireball Roberts. Among active drivers in today's race, there are six former Daytona 500 winners. Today's broadcast of the Daytona 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Daytona International Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Strong class of rookie drivers in the field for the Daytona 500. One Pablo Montoya making his first start here at Daytona International Speedway in a Nextel Cup car. David Rudeman is out there. Also, David Reagan taking over the Triple A Four at Roush Racing. A harder tire on the right side of these cars. That's going to make things a little interesting. And Steve Post, a different size fuel cell, having crew chiefs having to guess a bit on fuel mileage today. Joe, it's a 17-gallon fuel cell or approximately 17.75-gallon fuel cell is what they're telling us. And really, they don't measure the gallons. They measure the size of it. So some of these teams have been able to stretch it to about 18 gallons. That's going to lead us to about 48 to 52 laps, depending on who you talk to on the crew chiefs. used to be on the restrictor plates. They had uh, restrictor plate tracks like Daytona. They used to have a 13-gallon fuel cell. So actually, this is going to extend the mileage just a little bit here. 48 to 52 laps if it stays green is what we're looking at, but uh, going to be an exciting race. Not sure that we'll see a long green flag run, especially early when the cars are all bunched up. You know, probably some of the hardest calls that the teams will make all year will be the crew chiefs down there on pit road and a Daytona 500 because circumstances change so quickly in this race. Toyota's been a big topic of conversation all winter long here coming down to Daytona. How good would they do when they came down here in testing? They ran fairly well, respectable. They got a big boost here this week, yesterday in the second place finish in yesterday's Orbitz 300. Well, Dave Blaney had a good run down there, and Jason Leffler and David Ruderman both drove Toyotas to a respectable finish, and I'm sure they relayed some information to some of the other Toyotas that will be in today's race. Highest qualified Toyota in the field for today's race is Michael Waltrip, who starts back in the 15th position. The field is now working behind the pace car over in turn number four as every one at Daytona International Speedway stands up, getting ready for the start of the Daytona 500, and the field all lined up, all anxiously awaiting the green flag. Up front, Robert Yates, Ford Fusions, David Gilliland, and Ricky Rudd, the teammates, they won the front row starting spots here last Sunday in Bud Pole qualifying for the Daytona 500. Now, they're about to see if they can keep their cars there. For the start of the Great American Race, here's NMPA Hall of Famer Barney Hall. For 49 years, they raced here at Daytona on this speedway. They come down to the line. Green flag goes in the air and they take off for turn number one. Remember they've got restrictor plate engines in these cars so it's going to take about three quarters of a lap maybe a little more before you're going to see a lot of passing going on. Well that goes out the window real hurry back about toward the tail end of the field in turn one. They're already beginning
decided to shuffle it up toward the back of the pack at the front. It's the Robert Yates Racing teammates. David Gilliland goes to the lead. His teammate, Ricky Rudd, falls in line in position number two. It is a two-car breakaway up front. David Gilliland and Ricky Rudd bring the field to the back straightaway. They are side-by-side side for third. Here is Tony Stewart to the inside of Kurt Busch. Ricky Rudd, though, throws the block on Stewart as they stack it up in three. Kurt Busch is going to keep right on going. He's going to pull even with Ricky Rudd. David Gilliland out front. He's all alone. Two by two, even three wide racing further back. Gilliland looking to lead lap one of the Daytona 500. David Gilliland comes down to the line. He'll lead the first lap of the Daytona 500. They're stacked up, though. Two wide behind him. Ricky Rudd, his teammate, down on the inside. And now Tony Stewart goes all the way to the bottom of the track, trying to make it three wide. Three wide move for Tony Stewart as he slides down into that low lane, passes a couple of cars. Ricky Rudd now stuck in the middle as Stewart goes to the inside of Kurt Busch for second. Tony Stewart wants the second spot. That Chevy Dodge side-by-side battle comes to the back straightaway as race leader David Gilliland now tries to break the draft. He'll split the difference. It's Gilliland leading. Stewart and Kurt Busch side-by-side for second. Earnhardt and Shrevy side-by-side for fourth. And right behind them, they're already three wide racing. Denny Hamlin down. Hello. Matt Kenseth is in the middle. Kurt Busch is topside. Tony Stewart and Kurt Busch wheel the wheel for second. Tony's been trying to make something happen since they put him under green a moment ago. He's got a very strong race car and will try to get out there and take the lead away. He's got a little drafting help. In fact, he's got a lot of drafting help in the form of Dale Earnhardt Jr., David Strimmey, Jeff Burton, and Ricky Rudd all pushing him off into the corner in one. We've seen it before. Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. hooking up together to draft here at Daytona. They've hooked up early, and it's paying off early. Stewart to the inside, goes to second place off turn two. Tries to slide across the bow of the Kurt Busch Miller Lite Dodge, but Busch too strong in the outside lane. Instead, now Busch gets the advantage. He'll pull out by half a car length. No one's able to break out of that back until Stewart finally completes the pass. Earnhardt Jr. right there. He's on the bottom with Tony Stewart. Kurt Busch topside. He's got drafting help from another Dodge. That's David Stremme. Right behind them. They continue to run three wide, two rows deep. Now Jeff Burton is on the move. He drives to the inside of the track off turn four. Pulls up alongside Matt Kenseth racing there for the sixth position. Off the start-finish line down into turn number one. They remain double wide. Kenseth on the outside of the racetrack. Jeff Burton hugging the bottom. Burton following in the tire tracks of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kenseth following with David Strebe. The battle's back on for second. Kurt Busch to the outside of Tony Stewart. They are still stacked up from the second position on back now as Tony Stewart still occupies the inside line upstairs. It's Kurt Busch drafting help from David Stremme. Three wide further back as the battle continues for position number two. Tony Stewart down low. Kurt Busch flanks him to the outside. Dale Jr. is right there. David Stremme is right there. Jeff Burton, Matt Kenseth, all of these cars battling for the second spot off turn four. The only driver that's pretty content right now with where he is is David Gilliland at the front of the field. Three wide back at Jeff Burton's position as he crosses the line and works his way back into turn number one. That's where the furious racing is going on as it heads over to turn two. They've taken no time getting it to three wide racing here at Daytona. At the front of the pack, it continues to be David Gilliland, but the battle continues hot and heavy for second. Tony Stewart hugs the bottom. Kurt Busch lets it ride to the outside. Still locked up there. Kurt Busch outside. Tony Stewart downstairs. No one breaking out three wide, at least in the top 15 or 20. Here's Tony Stewart in the inside line. Now we're three wide behind them. Kyle Busch tries to go up the middle and he almost clips Matt Kenseth. 
Here comes Carl Edwards to the inside. It's Bush stuck in the middle, and he's starting to free fall. Ryan Newman will slip by. Bush still in the middle. To his outside is Jeff Burton. And Denny Hamlin starting to move up. He started back in ninth. Hamlin drove down to the inside on the last lap, picked up two spots. Now he's up to the sixth position, getting some drafting help from Carl Edwards. They're working the inside line as they head to one. Denny Hamlin in the FedEx Chevrolet with a rearview mirror full of Carl Edwards. Everybody stacked up too wide, with the exception of David Stremme, who steps in an extra lane higher to the outside lane. Stremme now all alone in an extreme outside group. David Stremme slings it wide off the corner, and that's going to cost him because everybody's going to stack up down to his inside. Three wide now. Hamlin on the bottom. Kenseth in the middle. Stremme topside, but Stremme gets help from Ryan Newman and Kyle Busch. He's going to tuck right back in line in front of Kurt Busch to the inside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. behind him. Denny Hamlin. Carl Edwards down low as well. The battle is for third between Busch and Earnhardt Jr. At the front of the field, a little two-car breakaway right now. David Gillinan and Tony Stewart trying to get away from everybody else. Here comes Earnhardt Jr still scrambling with Kurt Busch as they work back into the corner. David Stremme lost two positions that round. See what he can do back in turn two. Stremme did a pretty good job of fighting his way back in line as he fell back into the fifth. Now make it sixth position as he and Denny Hamlin go side by side, two abreast as they work off the banking of turn two. Two car breakaway up front. It's a Ford and a Chevy. David Gilliland and Tony Stewart and they're wheel to wheel for third now. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the inside of Kurt Busch. Behind Jr. Drafting help from Hamlin and Edwards. Behind Busch. Directing help from Stremme and Newman. Ryan Newman is right there behind him. Matt Kenseth, then Kyle Busch. Kevin Harvick in the mix as well. Here comes Tony Stewart now. He's got company. Kurt Busch wants second place. But David Gilliland, the pole sitter, still hangs on to the lead here at Daytona. Coming down to the line, second place now to Tony Stewart, just by inches over Kurt Busch. David Stremme is fourth. Dale Hart Jr., fifth. We've completed seven laps of 200 in the Daytona 500. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Craftsman in your hand, up to stopping, yeah! Not a chair, quickly stand, only the engine repair. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do! Like the lawn, Mickey John, or the kitchen at on. Craftsman in your hand, up to stopping, yeah! From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Here at Daytona International Speedway, David Gilliland continues leading the Daytona 500. Tony Stewart second. His teammate, Denny Hamlin, continues climbing. He's now up to the third spot. We're talking about Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's settled in line in 13th. Mike Bagley, I don't think there's a problem there for the Budweiser Chevy. Just a matter of getting trapped out of the draft. He got forced to the middle lane a few laps, Joe, and no one went with him. He was able to squeeze his way in line, but he had to really force his way and wedge his way in there. He's lucky he didn't lose more spots than he did. Yeah, you see the guys now letting up just a little bit out there. At least some of them are kind of settling down a little bit. They don't want to wrinkle up the car this early. A couple of guys having a little problem out there. Ricky Rudd, apparently one of those, although this may be by design. He started in second place, and Dave Moody has fallen all the way back to 18th. Yeah, he's dropped well back in the field, Barney. is still in some fairly heavy traffic. You would have thought being at the front of the pack, he'd like to stay there, but maybe the car had different ideas. Ricky Rudd 
Here come the leaders to the back straightaway. The front five cars, all nose to tail. David Gilliland, Tony Stewart, Denny Hamlin, Kurt Busch, and Matt Kenseth. Now here's David Strimi in sixth, side by side behind them for seventh. That's Ryan Newman down low. Carl Edwards up top, and now Carl will tuck right in behind Ryan, right in front of Kyle Busch. Behind them, they'll stack him too wide. Jeff Green down low to his outside. That's Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton with Dale Earnhardt Jr. on his rear deck. They're trying to work the outside line as the front 12 cars all now run single file. In that same pack are the cars of Elliott Sadler. He's trying to make up some ground. He, Joe Nemechek, and Clint Boyer there from the 13th on back. All trying to surge their way forward. It's Joe Nemechek in that outside lane now. He has picked up the draft off the back bumper of the Dale Earnhardt Jr. machine. Looks to go up the middle three wide, but Earnhardt is too strong. Earnhardt tries to rally back on the outside line. He's fighting for about the 13th position now. He is second in line. Make that third in line behind Jeff Burton and Jeff Green. Earnhardt feels a challenge now from Joe Nemechek. Joe Nemechek is right there. Kevin Harvick, Elliott Sadler, Jimmy Johnson, all of this two-by-two racing from just outside the top ten. Jeff Green is broken free. Now it's Junior and Burton that are wheel-to-wheel. Yeah, it's kind of settled down, as we said. They're running just too wide in this segment of the race right now in the early going. A lot of guys, I'm sure the crew chiefs and guys on the radio and spotters said, hey, settle down. We've still got some 480 miles or further to go here in the Daytona 500. A couple of other cars we'll talk about. Jeff Gordon has picked up quite a few spots, and Kevin Harvick is coming up in a hurry also over in turn two. Denny Hamlin just had a rough corner. There may be something wrong with the FedEx Chevrolet as he is coming off the pace and losing ground in a hurry on the back shoot. He's trying to get to the apron, but he can't because Kyle Busch is there, and Busch now almost got run into the grass. Busch bails out. Hamlin finally finds the bottom in turn number three. He's going to stay right there on the bottom to his outside is Kyle Edwards, and he's running right with him, so if there's a problem, it doesn't show at the moment. In fact, Dale Earnhardt Jr. now will tuck right in behind Denny Hamlin. He'll stay on the racetrack for this lap. Hamlin hangs on to his position for now as they come back into the trial and cross the start-finish line. We'll follow up in his pits in a moment and see if there is an issue. David Gilliland is still at the front of the pack, and they're still lined up single file behind him in turn one. Front six all running in nose-to-tail formation. The first two wide battle is now Denny Hamlin and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Hamlin on the bottom, Earnhardt way up high. Earnhardt rim riding off the top of turn number two. He leads a pack of cars four deep. Denny Hamlin is to his inside. Hamlin has no drafting help. Earnhardt gets by. He'll get the spot. Kyle Busch will go with him. Now Carl Edwards now will fall in behind the Hamlin car. Kyle Busch just pushes Dale Earnhardt Jr. by Denny Hamlin. Hamlin now is going to tuck right in behind Busch. Carl Edwards will tuck in behind him. Then comes Jeff Green. All these cars are single file. They roll back down to the line. They'll put 15 laps on the scoreboard. At the end of 15 laps, this is the way they're running. David Gilliland is still the leader. Tony Stewart second. Kurt Busch is third. Matt Kenseth is fourth. And David Stremme is fifth. Ryan Newman shows in sixth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has worked his way up to seventh. Kyle Busch is eighth. Denny Hamlin is ninth and tenth as Carl Edwards. Jeff Green is eleventh. Rest of the top 20. Jeff Burton is twelfth. Joe Nemechek's thirteenth. Kevin Harvick is fourteenth. And Jimmy Johnson is fifteenth. Elliot Sadler is a strong sixteenth. Clint Boyer seventeenth. Casey Mears eighteenth. Nineteenth. Martin Truex Jr. And Ricky Rudd back up to twentieth as they go over to turn three. Off the end of the back straightaway, stacking it up double wide. Jeff Green to the inside of Carl Edwards. Jeff Burton is right there. So is Joe Nemechek, Kevin Harvick. This is the only double file racing behind that top ten single file freight train that thunders off four. Alex Hayden, is there a problem for the FedEx Chevy? No problem at all, Joe. He just got loose in the corner and lost that valuable momentum you need here at Daytona to stay in the draft. So no problem reported for the FedEx Chevrolet of Denny Hamlin. Simply got loose and lost momentum. Trouble on the back straightaway. One car around. It's Boris Sad going for a wild slide off the end of turn number two. Down to the skid pad off the second corner. 
said, going for a long slide down the super stretch. First caution flag of the afternoon comes out at lap 16, and apparently it is only a single car accident back over to turn three. That could have been a whole lot bigger than what it was, Barney. Boris said, came spinning off the top of turn number two. Couldn't really tell if somebody got into him or if he lost it on its own. He spun his Ford Fusion down to the inside of the racetrack, did a couple of 360s, used the entire length of the skid pad, which is about a quarter way of the back straightaway, went to the grass, but he kept it off the concrete on the inside. Boris has refired the no-fear Ford Fusion, and he's headed to pit road. And I'm sure quite a few of the cars will be heading to pit road as soon as it is open here in just a minute. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As the pace car gets ready to move on to pit road and cut them loose one more time, they'll go back green at lap number 20. Here they come down to the line. This time they'll chase Kurt Busch, see what they can do with him. In second place is David Gilliland, Tony Stewart, who's been up in the top five. All of those laps and dueling pretty hard. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is also in that mix in fourth. They all go over to turn two. Jr. right there in the mix in the number four position. T- stays sucked up right onto the back bumper of the Tony Stewart machine. And it's about four car lengths back to the fifth place automobile. So that second group led by Ryan Newman trying to gain ground on the lead four. Four-car breakaway, and then it's about maybe three or four-car lengths. Back to Ryan Newman, Kyle Busch, and David Strimmey. Single file, they work off the end of the super stretch. Kurt Busch leads them back to the corner. David Gilliland will line up right there in the second spot. Then it's Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Three more back to Ryan Newman, Kyle Busch, and David Strimmey. Single file racing, this time as they exit off four. Kurt Busch shows the way. There is David Gilliland peeking momentarily down the inside for a chance to make a move. But this is a situation, Barney, where, again, it's kind of a sinking feeling if you pull out a line, nobody goes with you. You're going to go the wrong way. And he knows he doesn't have all that much drafting experience, so I'm sure his team has said, you know, just, just hold your position out there, and if you get a chance to move up, do so. They're back in turn two. First seven running nose to tail at about a ten-car length gap. Back to the eighth-place machine of back. Captain followed by Kevin Harvick. Matt Kenseth has a lot of work to do to catch that front pack now as they head down the back straightaway. Ryan Newman, David Gilliland, Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Ryan Newman, the top five. Kyle Busch, then David Stremme, then back to Matt Kenseth. Kevin Harvick is right there. They're trying to form up single file. Denny Hamlin as well in order to try to run down that top seven. Here's Tony Stewart stepping out of line, peeks to the inside. Does he have some help? Yeah, a couple of guys will go with him, like his buddy Dale Earnhardt Jr. He pulls in behind Tony Stewart, and now Kurt Busch crawls 
crosses over and hits that pack in the inside lane. Tony Stewart charging down to the inside lane, goes to the number two position. He takes Dale Earnhardt Jr. along with him to third. Fourth spot now belongs to Ryan Newman, then Kyle Busch and David Stremme. Back to single file racing off two. David Gilliland gets kicked out of the draft, goes all the way to the back of that lead pack as they work their way down the super stretch. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's starting to get a little antsy. Jr. tries to run to the inside of Tony Stewart. Gets back in line, but they really stack it up in three. They're going to stay right on the bottom of the racetrack. It's Bush, Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Ryan Newman, Kyle Bush, Stremme, and David Gilliland. That's your top seven. That's the top seven. There's about a three-car draft directly nose to tail behind them, trying to get linked up and make sure they don't get away. And then a little bit further back, here comes Jeff Burton and Jimmy Johnson trying to run those cars down. Action now back at second place in turn one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is hot to trot. He goes to the outside of Tony Stewart, and everybody behind him is going to pick a lane. It's Stewart down low, Earnhardt up high. Kyle Busch goes with Stewart. Ryan Newman goes with Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the outside line. No one's going with him, and here's Kyle Busch. He's trying to make the move to the inside of Tony Stewart. Stewart throws the block, and Earnhardt is hung out to dry. Goodbye, Dale Jr. He's going back to at least fifth. He's going to be bypassed by David Gilliland. Ryan Newman is next. Matt Kenseth, Kevin Harvick Jr. Topside. Nobody going with him. Everybody thundering by on the inside. Jr. Falls back to seventh. Is going to lose even more ground as that draft just formed up to the inside and left him all out there by himself. 24 of 200 laps are complete in the 49th running of the Daytona 500. Alongside Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Dave Moody, Mike Bagley, and Jeff Striegel in the turns today on pit road. Winston Kelly, Steve Post, and Alex Hayden. Two lead changes among two drivers so far, and one caution flag has waved as Kurt Busch shows the way in the Daytona 500. Tony Stewart lined up behind him, looking for a way to get by once again. Stewart swings down to the inside. Nobody goes with him, and now it is Kyle Busch from the third spot looking for a way to get by as they head to one. Kyle Busch down to the inside of the Tony Stewart machine, so now the Busch brothers are going to go 1-2 at the front of the pack. David Stremme goes to the bottom, and now it's Tony Stewart for the moment, stuck up alone in that outside lane, but help is coming in the person of Matt Kenner. And Kevin Harvick jumps to the outside line. He, too, will give Tony Stewart help. Now David Stremme jumps upstairs. Now the man left out is David Gilliland down low. Everybody goes to the top except Tony Stewart. Back to the bottom for third. And now we got a battle shaping up for second as David Stremme climbs the banking. He draws even with Kyle Busch. Tony Stewart is right there to his outside. Stremme, Matt Kenseth in tow. David Stremme has been doing a good job in the early going. He's got a very strong race car. He is in that outside group. Has lost his drive. Help for just a moment as they go back off into turn number one. Tony Stewart's a man right now trying to squeeze back in. He got shuffled out in turns one and two a moment ago, and Dave Moody now, he wants to get back up there. David Stremme couldn't find any drafting help. He's got some now. Matt Kenseth arrives on his back bumper, and Stremme now will go back on the attack to the outside of Tony Stewart for third. They are stacked up four deep behind Stremme in the outside lane, and that allows Stremme to race side by side with Tony Stewart for position number three. Stremme, though, with a fender out in front. He's lost his drafting help. They fall back, and Stewart will advance. Matt Kenseth is trying to get back up there and help David Stremme. Now he arrives on the scene, but a little bit too late. Harvick goes by. He'll pick up the four spot, two by two, racing further back. But still, Kurt Busch leads at lap 26. The Bush brothers continue leading the Daytona 500, but Tony Stewart is trying to break that up. Definitely looking to step in on their party all over the back bumper of Kyle Busch, but Kyle hugging the bottom of the racetrack, giving Tony no room to work. 
Kevin Harvick and David Gilliland in that lead pack as well. David Stremme joins the party. It's a six-car breakaway up front. Ryan Newman's got some company in seventh. Matt Kenton, Jeff Burton, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and about 15 others behind him. Martin Truex Jr., one of those. Carl Edwards, Jeff Gordon is appearing on the scene. But up front, though, it is Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, and Tony Stewart. And that pack of cars, about nine strong right now, still riding nose to tail in a good tight grab. And Dave Moody as they swing underneath us here. We've seen a lot of blocking here in the trial. We've seen even more over there in the corners, a heck of a lot more than usual here at Daytona. Yeah, we really have, Barney, and I think that's got a lot to do with the fact that nobody wants to get caught out of that draft. We've seen it happen to Dale Jr. We've seen it happen to Tony Stewart. Speaking of Stewart, he's on the move. He goes to the outside to challenge for second place. Fender out in front for Tony Stewart. Gets a good run off the second corner, and he's got drafting help. Kyle Busch left hung out to dry. He only has David Gilliland behind him. Stewart's got drafting help from Harvick, Stremme, and Newman in three. Tony Stewart trying to pick up position number two, but Kyle Busch won't go away. Side by side. Behind Busch, David Gilliland. Behind Tony Stewart is Kenseth and David Stremme. Now all the firepower lines up on the outside lane. More cars there than there are down low. At the stripe, Tony Stewart gets a push from Kevin Harvick. David Stremme, Matt Kenseth, and Jeff Burton all line up behind him. The odds and the numbers all stack up for Tony Stewart, but Kyle Busch is not impressed. He's got a strong Chevrolet in that inside lane, and he's giving Stewart a run for his money. Tony Stewart, top side, drafting help from Harvick. He's got second by half a car lane. Very impressive performance by Kyle Busch here in the early going, and now he slides back in line. He was hanging by himself downstairs, fighting very hard. He will slide in line in third, right in front of Kevin Harvick, and right behind Tony Stewart. And right behind them, two-by-two racing down low. David Gilliland up top, David Stremme. Just in third spot, Kyle Busch took a peek on Tony Stewart, then tucked back in line. It is two-by-two back there at fifth place, back about five or six rows as they work down the line. Again, Tony Stewart puts the nose of that car down to the bottom of the racetrack. Try to put a move on, and he knows that Kyle Busch, Kurt's brother, not very likely to give him any drafting help to get him up there and take the lead. Tony Stewart racing like there's five to go instead of 450 miles or so, but he is very aggressive. A sign of a very good race car. Stewart all over the back bumper of Kurt Busch for the lead. Here's Tony Stewart. He wants the lead. Looks down to the inside. Now looks to the outside of the racetrack. Kurt Busch throwing the block both right and left. Side-by-side battle for fourth. David Gilliland has drafting help from Ryan Newman and Elliot Sadler. Kevin Harvick to the outside with Stremme and Kenseth. Matt Kenseth right there. Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, Martin Truex Jr. In fact, Martin way up the racetrack. He rim rides off turn number four. Three wide with Jeff Gordon. They come working back into the trioval. Up front it is Kurt Busch showing the way. Now further back, Carl Edwards drops to the inside lane. Makes it three wide. That is where Jeff Gordon's in the middle of the track. Martin Truex up against the outside wall. Three wide and everybody hanging on tight because they're headed for turn two where the wind may be a factor. They get it back down to double file racing. Tony or or Jimmy Johnson rather kind of stuck in the middle right now as they're still rooting to the that is the battle for the 12th position. Truex rim rides off corner number two. He'll grab that spot, and Jimmy Johnson falls in line behind him. Here's Jeff Gordon now on the attack. Three wide. Sadler in the middle. Johnson and Biffle up top. A power move by Jeff Gordon. He'll pull in right behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. Carl Edwards climbs the banking. He's thinking about making it three wide once again. The field thunders off four. You don't want to race that hard in the early going, but if you're getting moved away from by a seven or eight car draft at the front of the field, you don't have any choice but to see if you can pick up some help and gain a position or two. Tony Stewart is a man working in the bushes right now down in turn one. Kurt right in front of him. Kyle right behind. Tony Stewart, a man by himself right now.
trying to run that second spot and maybe pick up the lead. David Gilliland has bounced back to the number four position, fifth to Ryan Newman. Sixth is Kevin Harvick, seventh is Jeff Burton, eighth is Matt Kenseth, Martin Truex Jr. now up to ninth, and David Stremme feels the heat for tenth. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the inside. He'll grab the spot. Jr. looks for more with drafting help from Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is right there. They're pegged on the bottom side of the racetrack. Martin Truex Jr. all alone up top. Jr. will get by. Jimmy Johnson's going to try to do the same. Jr. gets the ninth position and going by Martin Truex Jr. Now falls in line behind Matt Kenseth. Needs to clear that car then make up a lot of ground that separates him from Jeff Burton who's now running in seventh. Jeff Burton all by himself in seventh. About five car lengths between the sixth place machine of Kevin Harvick. A bigger gap back to Matt Kenseth. Kenseth now has a back bumper full of Dale Earnhardt Jr. followed by Martin Truex Jr. and David Strenning. They stack it up from the eighth position on back. Matt Kenseth in eighth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in ninth. Truex in tenth. And David Strenning in eleventh. They're side by side for twelfth. Here comes Greg Biffle around the outside of Jimmy Johnson. He's going to bring Carl Edwards along with him. And he's also going to try to bring Elliot Sadler along with him. Jimmy Johnson's down low. Jeff Gordon right behind him. And they're racing furiously right here. They're also racing furiously all the way at the tail end of the field. Last lap, Mike Wallace won. Pablo Montoya got together. We're banging on one another as they came off turn number four. It's pretty wild thus far. We've just put 38 laps on the scoreboard. Heading down to turn number three, chasing Kirk Bush, who's been the leader for the last 10 or 15 laps. Tony Stewart still sandwiched in between Kirk Bush and Kyle Bush. David Gilliland back there, he's poked the nose of that car out a time or two, but Ryan Newman would not go with him, neither would Kevin Harvick. So without any drafting help, for the moment, you're just going to hold what you have, although a pretty good scramble for fourth place this time as they roll out of the corner and head back down to the start-finish line. Ryan Newman trying to make something happen, just not going to do it right now as he tried to get around David Gilliland. Nobody giving anybody a lot of help in drafting out there for the moment, Dave. No, nobody really willing to shake it up, move to the outside lane and choose drafting partners. If somebody makes a real strong run, they can get a little bit of help, but that's about it. One man that's able to do it alone, Carl Edwards. He's on the move again to the bottom. He wants Dale Earnhardt Jr. spot. Trying to open that inside line, coming off turn number two, and one car makes contact with another off turn number two. It looked like either Jimmy Johnson got into Jeff Gordon or vice versa. They sort it out, and behind them, they're trying to get three wide. Ricky Rudd trying to get by Jeff Green and Tony Raines. Jeff Green right down in the bottom of the racetrack. Ricky Rudd lending drafting help there. Right in front of him is Jamie McMurray and Jeff Gordon. To the outside of Jeff Gordon is Jimmy Johnson. Front 15 cars, though, remain single finals. They cross the start-finish line. Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, Kyle Busch, David Gilliland, and Ryan Newman. That's the front five. Talk about all the rookies coming into the race today. They're not faring very well right now. Matter of fact, they occupy the last three spots in the rundown. David Reagan is in the 41st position. Juan Pablo Montoya is 42nd. And David Rudiman runs in the 43rd spot. I think most of those guys uh, probably consider being in the Daytona 500 a real big learning experience and understand that what they need to do here is get seat time and experience before they try to get up there and mix it up. Especially in the early part of the race, we've only completed 43 laps. They roll off turn number four, head back to the line. Let's tell you how they're running. Kurt Busch is the leader. Tony Stewart second. Kyle Busch is third. David Gilliland still rides in fourth as they hit the start-finish line. Big gap now from fourth back to fifth place where Ryan Newman uh, rolls along. Then Kevin Harvick is sixth. Jeff Burton is seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth. Carl Edwards shows in ninth. Matt Kenseth, tenth. David Stremme, eleventh. Rest of the top 15. Greg Biffle is twelfth. Elliot Sadler's thirteenth. Mark Martin is fourteenth. And fifteenth is Martin Truex Jr. They're just going off turn two. First side-by-side battle is up around the top ten positions where Carl Edwards continues to whittle away at Dale Earnhardt Jr. He 
He's a trailing Dale Earnhardt Jr., about three, maybe four car lengths off the end of the back chute as Kurt Busch starts to pull away from Tony Stewart up front. He's got about three car lengths back to Tony. Then there's about another three back to Kyle Busch. Three more back to David Gilliland. Another six back to Ryan Newman. Then comes Kevin Harvick. Matt Kenseth is one of those right now taking a real high run around here, especially down in turns three and four. Alex Hayden's in his pit. Well, Joe, what the uh, Matt Kenseth got on the radio to his crew chief, Chip Bowen, and said, I think I may have a left rear tire going down. The Killer Bees immediately put the helmets on, jumped up on top of the wall, got a jack in hand, and they're ready just in case Matt Kenseth brings that DeWalt Ford down the pit lane again. Matt Kenseth complaining he may have a left rear tire going down. Field heads down to back straightaway and over to three. Titans up for the race lead now. Kurt Busch, half car length over Tony Stewart. One car length back to Kyle Busch. Two back to David Gilliland. And five back to Ryan Newman. Then comes Matt Kenseth for check that, make that Kevin Harvick. Then it's Jeff Burton. We watch Matt Kenseth climb the banking. He'll do so right in front of his teammate, Carl Edwards. Looks fine this time. Bye for Matt Kenseth. Only a few guys out there taking that high line through both ends of the racetrack. Most everybody really sticking down to the low side or maybe at least in the middle group. Matt Kenseth, one of those going high. Martin Truex has been riding the high line. And also Denny Hamlin and Jeff Gordon, they're taking the high route around here most trips. Field back in turn two. We expect to see more cars climb the banking as the tires begin to give up, Joe. But at the front of the pack, at least, the low line is the lane of choice. And it is, at least, for Tony Stewart, Kyle Busch, and David Gilliland. They are in hot pursuit of race leader Kurt Busch. Four-car breakaway up front. Five car lengths back to Ryan Newman. He's got some breathing room and room to work around Kevin Harvick. Then you got to go all the way back to Jeff Burton. He runs all by himself. Dale Jr. right down in the bottom of the racetrack. Two cars climbing the banking up here in three and four. That's Carl Edwards and Matt Kenseth. Fourth place on back has been trying to get linked up where Ryan Newman is and, and get a good tight draft going and maybe run down the front four, maybe make something happen because as long as Kyle and Kurt Busch ride first and third with Tony Stewart caught in the middle, not a whole lot going to go on there. But if David Gilliland and Ryan and Kevin Harvick and Jeff Burton can get up there in the mix, things will change in a hurry. They're over in turn two. The problem is the Bush brothers are awfully strong and neither one of them has shown any inclination to get off the bottom of the racetrack and give someone else a hold shot. Right now, Kyle Busch really has his hands full with David Gilliland. Kyle slipped off turn two. Gilliland started to run to the bottom, but Kyle was able to protect the spot. But when Gilliland looks back, he sees Newman closing in. Everybody content to ride, at least for the moment. Ryan Newman is right there. Kevin Harvick is right there. Then you got to go again a long way back to Jeff Burton, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Carl Edwards, and Matt Kenseth. We are 51 laps into the 200 that make up the Daytona 500. Already three lead changes among three drivers. Most recently, Tony Stewart going to the top of the leaderboard. One caution flag is waved so far that came on lap 16 when Boris said got into David Rudiman on the back straightaway. Both cars able to continue and all 43 original starters are still on the lead lap. Seventh place is where a lot of stuff is going on back in the field a little bit there. Jeff Burton, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Carl Edwards, and David Strimmey have been mixing it up pretty good as they go back off into turn one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. running that now familiar junior line here at Daytona. Literally millimeters off that outside wall. He almost got it last time off turn two. Jeff Burton pulls away. He'll get the seventh position, but now the race is on for eighth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. running there with Carl Edwards and David Stremme. Now they close in on Burton. Earnhardt now on the back bumper 
of the singular wireless Chevrolet. Instead of going all the way to the top of the banking, Junior dives to the bottom, but so does Jeff Burton. The only car going all the way topside, that's Carl Edwards. David Stremme right there. He'll take a peek inside. Carl goes so wide that David Stremme got a peek down low, and I thought he was going to pull up alongside, try to make the pass. But instead, Stremme falls back in line. He'll keep it running single file. Now let's see if Earnhardt Jr. makes a move on Jeff Burton. He's right up on his bumper in turn one. Got a little bit of a run heading for one, and he's going to take it to the high country. To the outside of the racetrack goes Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jeff Burton responds. He'll go right down to the apron. The advantage goes to Burton off turn two. At least for now. Here's Junior now. Rim riding off turn number two. Closing up on the back bumper of Jeff Burton. Matter of fact, Junior will pull away from Carl Edwards by three car lengths. The battle is on. It's Burton and Earnhardt nose to tail in three. And once again, Junior goes right to the bottom. Jeff Burton does the same thing. They put about three car lengths between those two and Carl Edwards. Clint Boyer now slipping by to the inside of David Stremme to pick up a spot. Kind of interesting also to watch him go through the corners over in one and two and three and four. There's several cars out there, Dave, that can run the bottom. They can also run equally well right out against that wall. Yeah, apparently one of them is Dale Earnhardt Jr., Barney, because he's running the extreme outside lane here in turn one and two, but he digs right down to the yellow line on the bottom of the racetrack at the other end of the speedway. So Dale Jr.'s got a pretty good Chevrolet underneath him. Not good enough right now to catch Jeff Burton. Yeah, Jeff Burton has been so strong in that inside line coming off the corner. You'd think that Jr. would get the better run off the top of turn two. Not so far. Here's Junior again. Closes up on the back bumper of Burton as a dive for the bottom. And again, this is the battle for the seventh position, but where Junior wants to be, Jeff Burton already is. That's left side tires on the yellow line as they come off turn four. Jeff Striegel, we're seeing about the same thing down in front of you in turns three and four that we saw in turns one and two. About every possible lane is being used there. And the more they run, the more lanes they use. They start out at the bottom of the racetrack as the Goodyear tires go away. Up the banking they go. And as Dave Moody just pointed out, only a handful of cars can run on both the bottom and the top, Junior being one of those drivers. It's a challenge for a fifth in turn two. Off turn number two they come. The challenge will be Kevin Harvick beginning to feel some heat from Kyle Busch. Kevin Harvick gets around Kyle Busch as Busch begins to fall back into the clutches of the rest of the field. The shell Chevrolet of Kevin Harvick coming to life and starting to pull away a tad from Busch. And Kyle Busch goes all the way to the top of the racetrack. Harvick all the way at the bottom. Right in front of them, David Gilliland is running fourth, but he's losing the draft of the top three. While all that's going on, the front three really are pulling away, putting a lot of daylight on seventh, eighth, and ninth place in the rest of the field from their back. We have completed 56 laps. Let's give you a full field run. Down. We haven't done that in a while. Tony Stewart is the leader. Kurt Busch is second. Ryan Newman is third. David Gilliland is fourth. Kevin Harvick a strong fifth. Kyle Busch has fallen back to sixth. Jeff Burton shows seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth for the moment. Carl Edwards is ninth. And Clint Boyer tenth. David Stremme eleventh. Matt Kenseth is twelfth. Martin Truex Jr. thirteenth. Mark Martin is fourteenth. Denny Hamlin fifteenth. In sixteenth is Johnny Sauter. Seventeenth is Elliot Sadler. Eighteenth is Jeff Green. Nineteenth is Greg Biffle. Tony Raines is twentieth. Twenty-first Jamie McMurray. Jeff Gordon having a struggle back there trying to gain some positions. He's all the way back to 22nd. Reed Sorensen, 23rd. J.J. Yaley is 24th. And Casey Kane is 25th. Defending Daytona 500 winner and defending Nextel Cup Series champ Jimmy Johnson is shown in 26th. Ricky Rudd, who started on the outside of the front row, now running 27th. Dave Blaney is 28th. Casey Mears, 29th. And Scott Riggs is now in 30th. 31st is Sterling Marlin. 32nd, Ken Schrader. And 33rd is Bobby Labonte. 34th, Joe Nemechek. Board is set is back up to 
35th. 36th is Robbie Gordon. You got Kyle Petty behind him, then Michael Waltrip, Mike Wallace, David Reagan, Juan Pablo Montoya, and David Rudiman. Again, the rookie drivers occupying the last three spots. But again, it's kind of biding their time right now. 58 laps complete. Still the top five. Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, Ryan Newman, David Gilliland, and Kevin Harvick. Some of the early cars that have hit pit road. Let's go down there right now. It's like Team Everham came in on the midsection of pit road. Elliot Sadler brought his Dodge dealers dodging. Ray Everham, one of the guys making the calls on that after a crew chief was sent home earlier this week. Four tires, Sonoka Racing Fuel, back out on the speedway. Winston Kelly. Scott Riggs also came on pit road. His car a little bit tight on lap 61. Lap 60, Dale Jarrett and Michael Waltrip on pit road to Alex Hayden. And the third of the Everham cars made a stop on lap 61, all with his teammates. That's Casey Kane, four tires, complaining of a tight race car, put him back out on the track with some Sunoco fuel. Another car on pit road right now. That is Tony Raines. It'll be a four-tire change there. Two cans of Sunoco racing, gasoline, some problems on the left front. Extra long stop now for Tony Raines. The jack finally down, and he is away. Meanwhile, there's other cars in front of Steve Post. Juan Pablo Montoya brings the Texaco Haviland Dodge into the attention of the Donnie Wingo-led crew. The crew around the right side going to be four Goodyear Racing Eagles topping it off with Sonoco Racing Fuel. This team had dropped back just a little bit. They're on the run getting some much needed tires, much needed fuel. Juan Pablo Montoya is down and away. More cars are coming in right now. Jeff Burton is on pit road. Let's swing back down there to Winston Kelly. And the pit board is out for Jeff Burton as the crew getting ready to go to work on the right side of his car just behind him. Mark Truex Jr. Both of these guys talking about their cars are very tight and turns one and two. Going to be a four-tire stop and chassis adjustments for both of these Chevrolets. Steve Post. And Martin, uh, Mark Martin was in on lap number 63. Four tires and fuel also. Clint Boyer in for pit service. Now Jeff Gordon takes the DuPont Chevy back out on pit road. Four tires and fuel for Gordon as he's back. Headed down pit road. Let's go to Alex Hayden. Tight race car for Greg Biffle. He got four tires, a chassis adjustment. Also, Sonoco Racing Gasoline. David Ruderman was on the pit lane. A very tight race car there. He's since gone back out. Ricky Rudd also on the pit lane with Carl Edwards. They took four tires and Sonoco Racing Gasoline, Winston Kelly. And several other cars on this end of pit road. Reed Sorensen in lap number 63, along with Joe Nemechek and Dave Blaney. Everybody on this end of pit road talking about having a tight race car. Back to Steve. Kyle Busch has the Kellogg Chevrolet, and the crew has just completed four tires, and Kyle Busch is down and away. Also on the midsection of pit road, getting pit service, a couple other cars. Let's uh, send it back to Alex Hayden. Sterling Marlin was on the pit lane complaining about the sun, so the team gave him a tinted windshield, some duct tape. Sterling Marlin going to tape that on the front of his clear shield as he exits pit road right now. Others on the pit lane include Boris Said and Bobby Labonte. Four tires there. Here's Kurt Busch. He'll slide to a stop. And the Miller Lite Dodge crew goes to the right side. The car is in the air. Four fresh Goodyear Eagles. Sunoco Racing Gasoline. Two rounds on the track bar for Kurt Busch. Car still up in the air on the left side. Second can of gasoline is in. Kurt Busch down and away. Winston Kelly. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the Budweiser Chevrolet. He, too, a little bit tight. It's going to be a wedge adjustment on the right side of the car. They wheel around to the left side on lap number 65. Lap 64, Kevin Harvick on pit road. He, too, a little bit tight. Ryan Newman leads. Four tires and fuel. Back to state post. Well, we had your leader, Tony Stewart, in minor chassis adjustment on lap 65 on the Home Depot Chevrolet. Send him back out. David Gilliland was in. Four tires. Sunoco Racing Fuel stalled the engine on the M&M's Ford. Able to get it fired very, very quickly and back up onto the speedway. Things kind of settling down a little bit. Mike Wallace takes the Mississippi Resort.
Stewart's Chevrolet out on the racetrack, and things uh, settling down. Looks like four tires for everybody, though, here in the midsection of pit road. Now, these are green flag pit stops. They're not coming under caution. The stops are being made under green at lap 65 right now. They're still showing Tony Stewart must have done really good pit work there because they post him back as the leader for the moment. David Gilliland second, Ryan Newman third, Dale Earnhardt Jr. fourth, and Jeff Green is fifth. Kurt Busch is sixth. In seventh is Johnny Sauter. Eighth is David Reagan. Ninth would be Denny Hamlin. And tenth, J.J. Yaley. That's the way they come off pit road. Brought to you by AAA, Book a Vacation, Plan a Road Trip, My Life Insurance, or take out a car loan. You can do all in one pit stop. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. See, folks, what did we learn that time about fuel mileage? I'm sure these crew chiefs were watching very intently since we had such a long green flag run there. Yeah, you know, and it's just a touch shorter than we figured. We figured it might go to lap 66 to 68, but those pit stops more in the range of 61 to 64, so that basically puts it in the category of 43 to 47 laps the last time they were in on lap 18. So, And, you know, as the race goes on, these crew chiefs are figuring fuel mileage. They're not going to take chances right now. They're already working the calculators to see how much fuel was left in those race cars, and maybe as we get later on, they can pinpoint it a little bit further. They were uh, they ran about 48 laps since that last uh, round of pit stops. And remember, last year when we had that 13-gallon fuel cell, they could barely get 30 laps on our fuel run. So that uh, certainly has changed things dramatically. And again, still, they didn't take it to the limit. There's a possibility they can go a little further. We had a two-car breakaway. Tony Stewart and Kurt Busch had left the pack, but suddenly, Mike Bagley, the pack has come back. Ryan Newman and others have arrived on the scene, Joe, and he's brought four other cars with him. It's Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, the top two. Here comes Ryan Newman, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Clint Boyer with a full head of steam. It's a seven-car breakaway at the front of the field. David Gilliland trying to catch up with that. Behind them, it's Jeff Burton, Carl Edwards, and Matt Kenseth trying to run down that lead pack. Absolutely amazing to watch how the draft works here at Daytona and other speedways where they run 170 or 80 miles an hour. A moment ago, Kurt Busch and Tony Stewart were four-tenths of a second ahead of Ryan Newman and Kevin Harvick. That's a pretty fair piece of real estate, but it didn't take them but about three laps to close the gap as they go back over to turn two. Got to be a little demoralizing for those two pit crews who did just such yeoman work to get their men out well in front of the pack. Took about ten laps for that whole gap to disappear. Battles on for the second spot now. That's where Kurt Busch has it. His teammate Ryan Newman is there. Kevin Harvick there as well. Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, David Gilliland trying to latch on to that freight train as it heads back to the corner. All seven of those cars right down in the bottom of the racetrack. Nobody's stepping on a line, content to ride for the moment. And if they'll do that, they'll stay right behind Tony Stewart. That's a group of seven cars up front. Big drop back to the next group of seven cars. If they stay in single file the way they're running now, it'll be long before we'll have a 14-car lead draft here at lap 73. Tony Stewart takes them back to one. And everybody's showing a pretty good inclination to stay in line, both in that lead gap, that lead pack, and in the second group. Jeff Burton leads that second group of seven, a little bit loosely formed, but beginning to gain ground on the leader. Yeah, the front seven would like to keep it at seven. They don't want a pack of 14, and Tony Stewart brings the field up the super stretch. Kurt Busch, Ryan Newman, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, the top five in turn three. Ky- or, uh, excuse me, Clint Edward or Clint Boyer right there in the sixth position. That's followed by David Gilliland. Then that next group, that's Jeff Burton, Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in that mix as well. And one reason we're not seeing a lot of side-by-side racing is simply the fact that the front two broke away a moment ago. Everybody else says, hey, let's tuck in on a 
tight draft. We've only completed 74 laps. Get back up there and get back in the mix. Tom Johnson's Camping Center carries the largest selection of RVs from all the top manufacturers. You and your family are sure to find something to fit your lifestyle and your budget. Buy from the name you can trust. Hurry into a Tom Johnson Camping Center, their location in Concord, North Carolina, across from Lowe's Motor Speedway, and in Marion, North Carolina, on Highway 70 West, or you can shop online at TomJohnsonCamping.com. Starting to see some movement in that front draft over in turn three. Ryan Newman up the banking, looking for the second spot. He got pushed up there. Kevin Harvick just shoved Ryan Newman up the banking. Now Ryan, topside, nobody going with him. That's a wheel-to-wheel battle for the third spot. Ryan can stay there for a moment without any drafting help, but as they get back down to the start-finish line and head off into turn number one, you'll see that inside line with a tight draft start pulling away, and that's exactly what's going on as they head for turn two. Ryan Newman with no friends in that outside lane, and they begin to freight train underneath him. Kyle Busch moves underneath him. Now Clint Boyer will take advantage of him. David Gilliland will drop him all the way back to the seventh position. Yeah, he was third. Last time he came off the end of the super stretch, he will now fall in line in the seventh position. So Kevin Harvick now up to third. He's nestles right in on the back bumper of the Miller Lite Dodge driven by Kurt Busch in hot pursuit of race leader Tony Stewart. Kyle Busch sitting right there in the four spot. Clint Boyer goes fifth. Gilliland sixth. Ryan Newman seventh. What had been a seven car group behind them is now just three. It's Jeff Burton, Carl Edwards, and Matt Kenseth. Yeah, it seems that second pack just couldn't quite get along and they've broken up a little bit and suddenly that uh, what was seven is now a three car pack. That is Jeff Burton, Carl Edwards, and Matt Kenseth trying to trace down the front seven here at lap 76 of the Daytona 500. Here at Daytona, the caution flag is waving because of a problem for Kyle Petty going off into turn number one. A puff of smoke. Alex Hayden, what are they saying? Well, Joey, reported in via radio just a couple of laps ago that the car is extremely tight. Said it almost feels like a parachute once it goes into the corner, pushing it up towards the outside retaining wall. So Kyle Petty not having the best of days right now. This uh, caution flag going to be a... A break for a lot of drivers that had really fallen out of the draft there and was as much as a half a straightaway behind. It's the second caution flag of the day, and again, it comes out at lap 79. So Kyle Petty, who was running uh, back about uh, mid-pack when the incident occurred, going off into the corner, will try to limp back around the racetrack and come down the pit lane for service. Only our second caution. First one came back back at lap 16 when Boris said and David Rudiman made contact on the back straightaway, and Boris spun there into turn number three. Second caution flag of the day, so... That's the only time that they've had a luxury of making those pit stops. But it's really going to bunch the field back up, and we're going to see that 18, 20, and 30-car draft again, Joe. It'll be uh, shaping up. This will tighten the field indeed and give us some more very exciting racing as we close in on the halfway point of the Daytona 500. 82 laps are in the record book. 118 remain to be run. Quick pit stop, as Winston Kelly said a moment ago, puts Kevin Harvick at the front of the field. Good pit work also by Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch. Both their teams get them back out in second and third place. Ryan Newman is fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to restart fifth. Sixth will go to Jeff Burton. Matt Kenseth seventh. Carl Edwards eighth. Clint Boyer ninth. And Mark Martin tenth. Martin Truex Jr. is going to restart eleventh. Denny Hamlin will restart in twelfth. David Scrimmy thirteenth. David Gilliland in fourteenth. Hopefully but he's going to lose some spots, as we said. Long pit stop down there, so he'll drop back in the running order. Jeff Gordon should move up into 14th position. In 15th would be Greg Biffle. Rest of the top 20. 16th, Ricky Rudd, Jamie McMurray, Casey Kane, 
and Tony Stewart. 42 of the 43 starters are still on the lead lap. Only Kyle Petty, who has taken his car behind the wall, not being shown on lap 82. Green comes out on lap 83. And here comes Kevin Harvick getting on the gas, trying to get away from Kurt Busch. Lined up behind him are Kyle Busch, Ryan Newman, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. No one breaking ranks yet. They're all single file going to one. Everybody coming up through the gearbox, bringing the engines up to full song, but it won't take long for Kurt Busch to hit the challenge. He goes to the outside lane and will go after Kevin Harvick and everybody in town is going to go with him off turn two. Here comes the outside line led by Kurt Busch. Kevin Harvick trying to crowd his way back in line. Now the draft jumps back to the bottom of the racetrack. Help is on the way for Kevin Harvick from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Busch tries to block Harvick. He almost puts Harvick off in the grass as they stack him up. And further back there, three wide. Stremme, Hamlin, and others. Jeff Gordon, three wide. All of this going on from fourth on back, and here comes Dale Jr. He's going to go wheel to wheel with Denny Hamlin. Three wide as they hit the dog leg here at Daytona. Move back down to the line. That scramble back there is for fourth place. Dale Jr. has it for the moment. Denny Hamlin's working on him on the outside. David Stremme, Jeff Burton, Matt Kenseth, Ryan Newman, Carl Edwards. Furious racing in turn two. Denny Hamlin, David Stremme, Ryan Newman all try to run that outside lane. Jeff Gordon right behind Newman thought for a moment about three wide. Thinks better of it. It cuts back in line double file. Last time off the end of the super stretch when the bottom lane got jacked up. Here came Denny Hamlin with gun a blaze. It's going to pay off. He's going after the fourth spot right now. He is side-by-side side with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Both drivers have tons of drafting help. Top three are single file. The battle shapes up from fourth on back. You've got Junior, Burton, and Matt Kenseth down low. Denny Hamlin, Stremme, and Ryan Newman leading the charge off the top. And closer to the front, the brothers Bush go at it. Kyle takes a peek to the outside, now swings down to the inside, waiting to see who's going to come with him. He better stay where he is because Denny Hamlin has a fast moving freight train coming up in the outside lane. Hamlin is on the charge with David Stremme buried in his rear view mirror. Ryan Newman is right there as well. They try and run the outside lane. There's a problem on the Scott Rick machine. He was showing heavy smoke last time by. Leaders come to the super stretch. Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch the front two. Battle is on for position number three. It's Denny Hamlin to the outside of Kevin Harvick. He has it for now but here comes Hamlin. Make that Harvick with a huge run up the inside. He got that courtesy of Dale Earnhardt Junior, who gave him a push back into the third position. Now Hamlin's going to have to battle for fourth with Junior to his inside. Three car breakaway at the front of the field from fourth place on back. Double wide as they hit the start finish line and go back off into turn number one. Again, Dale Junior's pinned down to the bottom of the speedway. He's just locked up in that tight draft. He can't go anywhere, but he does want to hang with it as they go back to turn two. Boxed in for the moment is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's got Kevin Harvick right in front of him. David Stremme to his right elbow. Stremme's going to get the move in that outside lane. He moves around Junior and goes after Harvick for fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. drops down to the bottom side of the racetrack. Hard to tell if there's a problem because everybody starts to go by him. There may be a problem for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He is out of the draft. Everybody passes him off the end of the back straightaway. He's got the left side tires right down in the bottom of the racetrack but people continue to thunder by on the outside. He appears to be up to speed. We'll watch him off turn number four. The Budweiser Chevy looks like it's headed to pit road. Actually, he'll stay out. They continue to bypass him. He's dropped back to about the 15th position and loses 
even more ground for now, but nowhere near as much ground as Scott Riggs has lost. He's being pushed back into the garage. Weston Kelly? It's a transmission problem on Scott Riggs, Valvoline Dodge. They're going to push him back to the garage and see if they can repair it. Now we'll head up and see what's happening with Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think Dale Jr. wanted to go to Pit Road, Joe, when he came off that corner up there, even though he was down on the inside line when you're carrying about 180 mile an hour speed. He knew he'd never get the car woden down coming into the pits, and I think he elected to stay on the racetrack, but he certainly wants to get in the pits, and we'll find out what it is in a moment. Here at Daytona, the caution flag is waving because of a problem for Kyle Petty going off into turn number one, a puff of smoke. Alex Hayden, what are they saying? Well, Joey, reported in via radio just a couple of laps ago that the car is extremely tight. Said it almost feels like a parachute once it goes into the corner, pushing it up towards the outside retaining wall. So Kyle Petty not having the best of days right now. This uh, caution flag going to be a... A break for a lot of drivers that had really fallen out of the draft there and was as much as a half a straightaway behind. It's the second caution flag of the day, and again, it comes out at lap 79. So Kyle Petty, who was running uh, back about uh, mid-pack when the incident occurred, going off into the corner, will try to limp back around the racetrack and come down to pit lane for service. Only our second caution. First one came back uh, back at lap 16 when Boris said and David Rudiman made contact on the back straightaway, and Boris spun there into turn number three. Second caution flag of the day, so that's the only time that they've had a luxury of making those pit stops, but it's really going to bunch the field back up, and we're going to see that 18, 20, and 30 car draft again, Joe. It'll be uh, shaping up. This will tighten the field indeed, and give us some more very exciting racing as we close in on the halfway point of the Daytona 500. 82 laps are in the record book. 118 remain to be run. Quick pit stop, as Winston Kelly said a moment ago, puts Kevin Harvick at the front of the field. Good pit work also by Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch. Both their teams get them back out in second and third place. Ryan Newman is fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to restart fifth. Sixth will go to Jeff Burton. Matt Kenseth seventh. Carl Edwards eighth. Clint Boyer ninth. And Mark Martin tenth. Martin Truex Jr. is going to restart eleventh. Denny Hamlin will restart in twelfth. David Scrimmy thirteenth. David Gilliland in fourteenth. Hopefully, but he's going to lose some spots, as we said. Long pit stop down there, so he'll drop back in the running order. Jeff Gordon should move up into fourteenth position. In fifteenth would be Greg Biffle. Rest of the top twenty. Sixteenth, Ricky Rudd. Jamie McMurray. Casey Kane and Tony Stewart. 42 of the 43 starters are still on the lead lap. Only Kyle Petty, who has taken his car behind the wall, not being shown on lap 82. Green comes out on lap 83. And here comes Kevin Harvick getting on the gas, trying to get away from Kurt Busch. Lined up behind him are Kyle Busch, Ryan Newman, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. No one breaking ranks yet. They're all single file going to one. Everybody coming up through the gearbox, bringing the engines up to full song, but it won't take long for Kurt Busch to hit the challenge. He goes to the outside lane and will go after Kevin Harvick and everybody in town is going to go with him off turn two. Here comes the outside line led by Kurt Busch. Kevin Harvick trying to crowd his way back in line. Now the draft jumps back to the bottom of the racetrack. Help is on the way for Kevin Harvick from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Busch tries to block Harvick. He almost puts Harvick off in the grass as they stack him up. And further back there, three wide. Strammy, Hamlin and others. Jeff Gordon, three wide. All of this going on from fourth on back and here comes Dale Jr. He's going to go wheel to wheel with Denny Hamlin. Three wide as they hit the dog leg here at Daytona. Move back down to the line. That scramble back there is for fourth place. Dale Jr. has it for the moment. Denny Hamlin's working on him on the outside. David Strimmy, Jeff Burton, Matt Kenseth, Ryan Newman, Carl Edwards. Furious racing in turn two. Denny Hamlin, David Strimmy, Ryan Newman all try to run that outside lane. Jeff Gordon right behind Newman thought for a moment about three wide. Fixed better of it. It cuts back in line double file. 
Last time off the end of the super stretch when the bottom lane got jacked up. Here came Denny Hamlin with guns ablaze. It's going to pay off. He's going after the fourth spot right now. He is side by side with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Both drivers have tons of drafting help. Top three are single file. The battle shapes up from fourth on back. You've got Junior, Burton, and Matt Kenseth down low. Denny Hamlin, Stremme, and Ryan Newman leading the charge off the top. And closer to the front, the brothers Bush go at it. Kyle takes a peek to the outside. Now swings down on the inside. Waiting to see who's going to come with him. He better stay where he is because Denny Hamlin has a fast-moving freight train coming up in the outside lane. Hamlin is on the charge with David Stremme buried in his rearview mirror. Ryan Newman is right there as well. They try and run the outside lane. There's a problem on the Scott Rick machine. He was showing heavy smoke last time by. Leaders come to the super stretch. Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch the front two. Battle is on for position number three. It's Denny Hamlin to the outside of Kevin Harvick. He has it for now, but here comes Hamlin. Make that Harvick with a huge run up the inside. He got that courtesy of Dale Earnhardt Jr. who gave him a push back into the third position. Now Hamlin's going to have to battle for fourth with Jr. to his inside. Three car breakaway at the front of the field from fourth place on back. Double wide as they hit the start finish line and go back off into turn number one. Again, Dale Jr.'s pinned down at the bottom of the speedway. He's just locked up in that tight draft. He can't go anywhere, but he does want to hang with it as they go back to turn two. Boxed in for the moment is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's got Kevin Harvick right in front of him. David Stremme to his right elbow. Stremme's going to get the move in that outside lane. He moves around Junior and goes after Harvick for fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. drops down to the bottom side of the racetrack. Hard to tell if there's a problem because everybody starts to go by him. There may be a problem for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He is out of the draft. Everybody passes him off the end of the back straightaway. He's got the left side tires right down in the bottom of the racetrack, but people continue to thunder by on the outside. He appears to be up to speed. We'll watch him off turn number four. The Budweiser Chevy looks like it's headed to pit road. Actually, he'll stay out. They continue to bypass him. He's dropped back to about the 15th position and loses even more ground for now, but nowhere near as much ground as Scott Riggs has lost. He's being pushed back into the garage. Winston Kelly? It's a transmission problem on Scott Riggs. Valvoline Dodge. They're going to push him back to the garage and see if they can repair it. Now we'll head up and see what's happening with Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think Dale Jr. wanted to go to pit road, Joe, when he came off that corner up there, even though he was down on the inside line when you're carrying about 180 mile an hour speed. He knew he'd never get the car woden down coming into the pits, and I think he elected to stay on the racetrack, but he certainly wants to get in the pits, and we'll find out what it is in a moment. Still pretty calm up at the front of the field, about an 8 or 10 car breakaway led by Kirk Bush and Kyle Bush. Ryan Newman still in there in third, Denny Hamlin fourth, Carl Edwards fifth, take you back through the rest of the top ten. David Strimmy sixth, and that single line, Congo line, goes off turn number two. Jeff Burton's up to seventh. Jeff Green is eighth, Martin Truex Jr. ninth, and Matt Kenseth is tenth. Field swings down into turn number one. Dave Moody, all of a sudden, it's about a 13-car single-file draft at the front of the field. Yeah, that second group now has succeeded in inviting itself to the party. Martin Truex Jr., Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, David Stremme, and a bunch of others now closing in on that lead draft. They're all starting to tighten up down the super stretch. Kurt Busch leads the way. His brother Kyle right behind him. Denny Hamlin, Ryan Newman, Jeff Burton, the top five. Not a lot's changed up amongst that top five, but they're shaking it up for six. Martin Truex now dropping to the inside of Carl Edwards. Right behind Martin comes Matt Kenseth. They rumble off turn number four. Freeman back down to the start-finish line. Jeff Gordon, meanwhile, has fallen way back in the pack. Latest we heard back at about the 36th position. What's the story there? I'll tell you, Joe, it's not been a good day for the DuPont Chevy team thus far. 
he smacked the wall at least once, maybe twice, and I'm not sure if that's a factor or not, but right now, Steve Letarte, the crew chief, reports that the car is very, very tight. He is really sliding the nose, and that means the nose of the car wants to slide out to the wall. Not only is that bad on the tires, but it also slows down as you have to push those sliding tires, so Jeff Gordon right now dropping back through the field, probably within about uh, 10 laps or maybe even uh, fewer from a pit stop, green flag pit stop, if it remains this way, and they're looking to get that DuPont Chevy on pit road and see if they can make some repairs on it and get it a little bit quicker. Got a real tussle going on back there for third place as they roll out of turn number four and back into the trioval, heading down to the start-finish line right now. At the front of the field, it is going to be right now, Ryan Newman looks like, as they swing back into the corner. But correct me on that. It's still Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Jeff Burton, and then Ryan Newman as they go over to turn two. And Ryan Newman feeling some heat right now. Martin Truex Jr., who's really come to the front here in the last 20 laps or so, he's looking to crack his way into the top five, and he'll do it at the bottom of turn two. He will take over that spot. As Denny Hamlin's been chipping away at the back bumper of the Kellogg Chevrolet of Kyle Busch, finally gets around him. Denny Hamlin up to second. He's looking for more. One car length behind the race leader. And Kyle Busch now has fallen all some five, maybe six, seven car lengths back from the top two, and he's falling under the clutches now of Jeff Burton, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Newman. Then side by side, Jeff Green and Carl Edwards. Coming up about 10 laps from another round of pit stops if it stays green here at the Daytona 500. At lap 116, it is Kurt Busch. Continues leading. Denny Hamlin is second with Jeff Burton, Ryan Newman, and Jeff Green moving up. That's a top five. Martin Truex Jr. has fallen in line in sixth. Kyle Busch has fallen back to seventh. Steve Post, is there a problem there? Well, it's been a good day for Kyle Busch and the Kellogg Chevy because they've fallen back to seventh. We have some concerns about him, so that's a good sign. But lap 116, about five laps ago, Kyle Busch radioed into crew chief Alan Gustafson and just said, the tires are gone. There's no more grip in them. There's not much more he can do. The problem of it is, uh, you they don't want to come in and pit alone. There's still four or five laps from going to the pit stop with everybody else where we expect the pit window to be. So Alan Gustafson has told his young driver, just stay out on the racetrack, hang on to it, don't stop in the fence, don't do anything crazy, and we'll get you in when everyone else pits and see if we can work on that car. So Kellogg Chevrolet been very, very good, but right now, Kyle Busch happened to do a work pretty hard hanging on to it. Well, he hadn't lost that many spots. Dropping back to seventh is not the end of the world. As long as he comes back up there somewhere when they make that round of pit stops and stays in the top ten, he'll be in pretty good shape, and it shouldn't be too much longer, as they said, before everybody will be on pit road. Kurt Busch is the leader. Denny Hamlin is second. His car getting better. Jeff Burton has worked his way up to third. He's had a pretty strong car all afternoon, but has not been able to link up with the right drafting partners to get him up there, and all of a sudden he has. Ryan Newman is fourth. Jeff Green, good to see him up in the top ten. Jeff is shown in fifth. Martin Truex Jr., we haven't talked about Martin a lot today, but he is currently in sixth. That'll probably all change when they hit pit road. Kyle Busch is still seventh. Matt Kenseth has made a run a couple of times, but he is eighth right now. Kyle loses a spot to him and drops back now to ninth position. And you talk about Johnny Sauter and that team getting really solid this year. He's having a pretty good day. He's showing in tenth position right now. Rest of the top 15, Greg Biffle is 11th. Carl Edwards is 12th. David Strim is 13th. Mark Martin is 14th. And Tony Stewart is 15th. And I'm sure a lot of folks are saying, you know, why isn't Tony Stewart up at the front of the field? Everybody says he's one of the favorites here. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's back there, what, in uh, 16th position. Kevin Harvick, those three, uh, the other two drivers I mentioned, Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr., I think they'll be players when they, when they head for the checkered flag. Probably saving the best for last. You mentioned uh, Johnny Sauter. As we told you, he and Jeff Green, teammates, both up there in the top ten. And Ricky Rudd has also moved up and now in the seventh position. Here comes the first stop among 
among those coming in here at lap 25, Carl Edwards will be the first one to hit the pit lane. Alex? Carl Edwards is in. The crew goes to the right side of the office depot Ford Fusion. It'll be a four-tire change. No question about it. I think that's what everybody down here will see. Four tires. The left side is in the air. Two cans of Sunoco racing gasoline for Carl Edwards. Jack is dropped. Carl Edwards puts it in gear, and he now begins to pull away 55 miles an hour as Joe Nemechek begins to roll down pit road. Winston? And Nemechek's crew up on the wall. Now they swing into action. They go around to the right side of the car. It's going to be a four-tire stop for Joe Nemechek. His car has not been up to his liking all day long, but they were just glad to make the Daytona 500. A new team here out of the Gen Racing Stable pumping up on the left side of the car. Second can of Sunoco fuel going in. Left side tires are on, and it's gone. He's down and away to Alex. Matt Kenseth is in. He's got the very first pit stall. It'll be a four-tire change for the DeWalt Tour. Tools Ford Fusion. He's complained of an extremely tight race car all day long. And again, massive chassis adjustments to try to cure the handling of that. A few pit stalls in front of him is Casey Kane. They'll go to work on the right side. A four-tire change there. He, too, complaining of a tight race car. Steve Post. Robbie Gordon is in. Going to be four tires and fuel on the Jim Beam Ford. Two stalls in front of him. Elliot Sadler, a chassis adjustment. Been very quiet today. Not much happening thus far in the Sadler camp. Major chassis adjustment on the Dodge Dealer. Dodge of Ray Evernham. Now Robbie Gordon, he's down and away after his tires. It's like Elliot Sadler completing his pit work, and he is down and away as well. These pit stops are coming at lap 126. We're seeing more cars ease on the pit road. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. in. Remember, he had dropped back several spots. Let's follow him down to his pit and see what they do on his machine. I'm sure they'll put four tires on it, and let's go down to Winston Kelly. Kevin Harvick in just a lap ago, 126. The Budweiser Chevrolet now comes to the of his crew. A couple of pit stalls behind him. Reed Sorensen, the red Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. pumped up on the right side, the red and white Dodge. Same thing for Reed Sorensen. Four-tire stop for both of them. Junior's been talking about his car's been too loose, so they're going to tighten it up. David Reagan on pit road, along with Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson, and Dave Blaney. Now to Steve Post. Jeff Gordon brings the DuPont Chevy in for much-needed work, trying to loosen that race car up. Jeff Green having a nice run. He's in getting pit Service has completed that as well. Clint Boyer was in. Now David Gilliland, your pole winner, is in. That damage right front of the car has hurt that race car. Now a tire gets away. Tony Stewart nearly hits the tired off David Gilliland's head. Stewart brings the Home Depot Chevy and the crew around to the right side. Minor chassis adjustment. They reported the car is good, just patiently working their way. They were inside the top 15. Now the crew around to the right side. Directly in front of them, Mark Martin is in getting pit service. Kyle Bush is in as well. All four tires and fuel. Everyone down and away in the midsection. Let's send it to Alex Hayden. It was a four-tire change for the yellow transportation Chevrolet. And for Johnny Sauter, having an outstanding day in the top ten. Great pit stop there. He's back on the track. Ricky Rudd, Greg Biffle, Bobby Labonte, all getting four fresh Goodyear's Sunoco Racing Gasoline. Now we'll see a synchronized pit stop between Denny Hamlin and Kurt Busch. Both cars in. Both go to the right side. Kurt Busch, three pit stops in front of Denny Hamlin. They go to the left side on the Miller Lite Dodge Charger team. Denny Hamlin's team doing the same thing in the FedEx Chevrolet. 
two cans of Sunoco gasoline and synchronized in, synchronized out. Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin, back to Winston Kelly. Ryan Newman, track bar adjustment, four tires and fuel lap 128 as Denny Hamlin literally looks like he's pushing Kurt Busch just a few inches off of his rear bumper. Ryan Newman pulls away. David Strimmy in on lap 127, as were a number of other cars on this end of pit road. Now these, again, pit stops are coming under green flag conditions. We'll set the running order for you in a minute. We're back at the Daytona International Speedway. Lap 131 has just been completed. That'll give us 69 to go. After that round of pit stops, let's tell you how they're running. Kurt Busch is the leader. Denny Hamlin second. Ricky Rudd is third. Kyle Busch is fourth. And Johnny Sauter is fifth. Carl Edwards shows in sixth. Matt Kent is seventh. Kevin Harvick eighth. Tony Stewart ninth. And David Strimmey is tenth. Martin Truex Jr. is 11th. Mark Martin is 12th. Ryan Newman shows 13th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. 14th. And 15th is Reed Sorensen. Greg Biffle came out after that round of pit stops in 16th. Jeff Burton 17th. Jeff Green is 18th. Jamie McMurray would be 19th. Casey Mears is 20th. Kenny Schrader 21st. Dale Jarrett 22nd. Dave Blaney in 23rd. Sterling Marlin 24th. And Casey Kane in 25th. Jimmy Johnson runs 26th. Juan Pablo Montoya up to 27th. Bobby Labonte is 28th. With Robbie Gordon 29th. And Tony Reigns 30th. 31st is Boris Said. 32nd is J.J. Yaley. 33rd is Jeff Gordon. 34th, David Rudeman. And David Reagan runs in 35th. 36th is Elliot Sadler. 37th, Joe Nemechek. Michael Waltrip, 38th. Mike Wallace, 39th. Those are the cars on the lead lap. In 40th is Clint Boyer, one lap down. David Gilliland is 41st. Scott Riggs spent some time behind the wall. He's back, running in 42nd. And Kyle Petty also a number of laps down. He's shown now in the 43rd position. Seven lead changes among five different drivers so far. Only two caution flags have waved today. One at lap 16, Boris said, spinning off the back straightaway. And then Kyle Petty cut a tire down at lap number 79. 67 laps remain to be run. We're looking back through our scoring monitor and on the racetrack at cars that normally you would see at least run up inside the top five at some point during the day, particularly here at Daytona. Guys that have not had the best of days. Casey Kane, it's not been the best day for him. Casey Mears has also not been able to get up there that many times. Jimmy Johnson, who was one of the strong favorites going into this race today. Jimmy's uh, been kind of hot and cold, so to speak. Jeff Gordon, same way. Jeff, uh, early in the race, was able to stay up there at the front of the field, but now he's fallen back as the laps wind down to a 66 to go. Elliot Sadler, hadn't talked about him a whole lot today, Joe. Mark Martin, haven't really mentioned him that much either, along with Greg Biffle. Normally you'd think those guys would be up there in that top ten at some point and stay for a while, but not been the case yet. As far as our front road, David Gellilin's had a few issues on pit lane. He's now shown back in 41st. But look at Ricky Rudd, who started on the outside of row one. There he is in the second spot, right up on the bumper of Kurt Busch. And Ricky says usually Daytona's not that good to him. Obviously we're not real good friends and we're not close because uh, <laughs> I never won here before. So um, I have been able to, you know, one of my highlights. So we, we won a pole and we didn't really win. In that Kale got upside down in qualifying. We were on the outside front row and we got moved to the pole spot. So, uh, but I'd say you know probably a highlight for me was being able to uh, to win one of the Gatorade 125s down here. Uh, I guess back in uh, when I was with Robert the last time. So I, I thought I knew it a little bit better then. And then uh, you know it's a pretty intimidating place. You got to handle well at Daytona. 
And his deal with Robert Yates came kind of late this past year, and it came together rather quickly, Ricky says. It actually came together fairly late. You know, I mean, I guess maybe at the, I don't know, my date's real good, but, you know, maybe somewhere in the middle of the summer, Robert had called and left the message on the phone, and I called him back and didn't get him. I left the message, and we sort of did that two or three times back during the summer, and we're never able to really hook up with each other. And then I, I'm guessing it's somewhere around September, October, it actually came together fairly quickly from the time that, you know, he called me say, hey, you know, you got a chance to come on by, let's talk to you about some things, and would you be interested? And, you know, we talked about things that was important to me, and and uh, the sponsors were real willing and accommodating to not have me crisscrossing the country when we weren't at a, at a racing event. And that was something that was real important to me, and they were able to, you know, we sort of came up with a good compromise, so I'm not... Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not traveling all over the country doing PR commitments, and, and so we're able to work that out. And that was a big, that was a big thing that was important to me. And so we sat down and hammered it out in, in a week or two. And here he is on the pole for the Daytona 500, or at least outside front row, and running second with 64 laps to go. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it really, really is. Uh, Alex Hayden, I think you've got his pit. Did they come in a minute ago? I didn't have them down on my uh, list up here. Indeed, the Ed Barney is. As a matter of fact, came in a lap 127, which was among the last few cars to come down the pit lane, so they're getting pretty good fuel mileage as well. But Ricky Rudd really hasn't said a whole lot on the radio all afternoon. The car's been pretty neutral. There was a couple of runs early in the going where it was just a tick tight. They made adjustments on their other pit stops, but Ricky Rudd quietly and veteran-like making his way to the front of the field. And Joe, at one point, uh, Ricky was back outside the top 25 and seemed content to run along in a good solid draft back there, but uh, as the laps come down to 63 to go, he's in great shape right now. It's a mark of a veteran, though. I mean, think about all the great drivers uh, over the years, how they kind of hide back in the pack and come back up near the front when they really need to. It's kind of what Ricky did. It it, it appeared like anyways that he kind of stayed back in the back out of the way in case anything broke out. And here he is now with 63 laps to go uh, up in position to maybe take over the lead and maybe win the Daytona 500. Now, Kurt Busch is right in front of him. Kyle Busch is right behind him. Denny Hamlin is still a hot shoe here this afternoon, as is Carl Edwards, Dave Moody. Now he's up in fifth. Yeah, that group has now been joined by a bunch of other cars. Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick, David Stremme, Martin Truex Jr., and a couple of others have reeled in that lead draft. Now they start to shake it up for the fourth position. Carl Edwards under fire from Denny Hamlin. Hamlin's going to need some help downstairs. If he looks back, he's going to get it. Here comes Tony Stewart, shot out of a cannon on the low line. Kevin Harvick is right there. Stremmy is right there. That's the inside line, and they're rumbling. Truex is right in front. Stewart goes next. He looks to the outside. Carl Edwards is there. A big draft of about seven, eight cars getting three wide. Tony Stewart trying to find a little running room. He tried to put a move on there to move up around Denny Hamlin just as they hit the start-finish line. Couldn't do it. He may make them three wide before they get to turn one. Stewart and company stayed single file for a long, long time, and it allowed them to catch the tail end of that lead draft, but now they just can't help themselves. They've got to break out and fight for position. Denny Hamlin, Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick, David Strimmey on the bottom. Up high, it's led by Carl Edwards. They shake it up now from fifth on back. Hamlin has grabbed the fourth spot. Now Tony Stewart scratching and clawing to grab the fifth position away from Carl Edwards. Side by side for that spot off the end of the Super stretch. All of this going on behind Kurt Busch, Ricky Rudd, Kyle Busch, then Denny Hamlin. Those four single file. Then you've got Tony Stewart. He breaks free and picks up the fifth spot. Here at Daytona, we're down to 56 laps to go in the Daytona 500. Not a whole lot has changed.
changed. Kurt Busch continues leading Kyle Busch. Tony Stewart's moved back up to third. Ricky Rudd's still in the top group. He's up there in fourth. And fifth is Denny Hamlin. Martin Truex Jr. runs sixth. Carl Edwards, seventh. Johnny Sauter, eighth. Mark Martin, ninth. And David Stremme is in the tenth spot. They're headed to turn three. Here comes Kurt Busch. Going to drop down to the inside of the lap car of David Gilliland. Been tired of following Gilliland for about the last 20 laps or so. Now he's going after Clint Boyer. Right down to the bottom of the racetrack. There's Kurt Busch. They almost make t- contact up the banking goes. Clint Boyer going by as Kurt Busch. They made contact here in four. Clint Boyer and David Gilliland were not on the lead lap. Kurt has been following those guys the last several laps and finally decided I need to get out of the way. This could cause some further complications later in the race. So Kurt leads the parade down to the inside, bypassing those other cars. Clint Boyer now goes to the outside lane as Kyle Busch moves underneath him. Here comes Tony Stewart now. Stewart is on the march. He has completed the comeback. He's all the way to the top three. He is in the third position. He's on the inside line, and he's got drafting help from the lap car of David Gilliland. Here is Stewart down to the inside, trying to break the draft, trying to maybe get some draft off the side of Boyer. Not going to work. They're still stacked up there. Tony Stewart riding in that third position to his outside lap machine of Clint Boyer. Martin Truex right in the middle now. In fact, he'll make it three wide to his inside. Gilliland to the outside. Boyer, he'll roll out of the throttle make it too wide. Too wide as they come back down to the line. Laps wind down. Just 54 remain to be run here this afternoon. If and when they make that next pit stop, if this thing stays green, they should be able to go the distance. And I'm sure they're figuring down on pit road right now exactly what they can do. Tony Stewart working hard to get up there and take the lead away. Not having much luck, but he's not doing that bad either. Right back where he was about 100 laps ago. Trying to beat the Bush brothers as they work off turn two to the super stretch. Now he breaks free and clear of that battle he was in and breaks free of that lap traffic that he actually completed the pass on a lap ago. He shoots out in front of that pack and trying to catch the Bush brothers in turn three. Martin Truex goes in position number four. He's got to keep clear a couple of lap machines, and he'll split them three wide. Truex in the middle, down low, Gilliland topside, Boyer. And just behind him is Carl Edwards trying to get back in the mix. He's got to get by Clint Boyer's lapped car, and he tries to do that here at the start-finish line, sliding right down underneath Boyer and just in front of David Gilliland. Carl Edwards has been in the hunt all afternoon long. He hasn't quite been able to get to the front of the pack, but he hasn't been very far from it either. He's in the top five right now, and he's got the crosshairs on the back bumper of the Bass Pro Shop Chevrolet and Martin Truitt. Carl Edwards has a lot of drafting help behind him as well. He's got Johnny Sauter back there. He's got the lap car of Clint Boyer, as well as the cars of Mark Martin and Matt Kenseth. Challenge for second. Stewart to the outside of Kyle Busch, and he wants more. It may be the challenge for the lead. Thank you, Martin Truex. He just propelled Tony Stewart up alongside Kyle Busch. They're rim riding off turn number four. The battle's on for the second spot. Tony trying to get the job done here as they come out of the sunshine up there and go into the shade here in the front straightaway. He's on the high side of the racetrack. Had a little drafting help. Now he picks up a couple of more cars to give him more drafting help. Martin Truex, Carl Edwards, and Johnny Sauter, but he still hasn't pulled it off to get the lead. Tony Stewart around the outside takes over second, and he is not done yet. Here comes Smoke to the outside lane. He will challenge Kurt Busch for the lead. Everybody goes to the high side of the racetrack. It's the world against the Bush brothers. Kyle and Kurt downstairs. Here's Tony Stewart now. Once the lead almost bangs off the side of Kurt's car. Kyle bails out of that battle. Follows Truex back to the corner. I 
was going to say, guess who's there? Martin Truex trying to help Tony Stewart again. They're topside. The Bush Boys down low. Wheel to wheel. Race lead here at Daytona. Side by side. Off turn four into the trioval. Tony Stewart finally made his pass. He now is the leader of the Daytona 500. Led earlier this afternoon back at lap number 49. Right now he's in front of Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Carl Edwards. Let's take it to the top ten. Mark Martin runs in sixth. Matt Kenseth seventh. Johnny Sauter eighth. Ricky Rudd ninth. And David Stremme runs in tenth. The caution flag is out for a big one in turn four. The first two cars are no more. Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch got together coming off of turn number four. Stewart was leading. Looked like Busch may have gotten into the rear corner. Turned Tony around. Busch involved also. Tony crumpled up right here off of the exit of turn number four. That car is going nowhere. Caution on the speedway. It comes out at lap 152. And there's still a couple of cars sitting out in the middle of the racetrack up there. I think one of those is is Tony. The other car, Kurt Busch that we talked about, has come down pit road and has taken his car back to the garage area. But, Jeff, that could have picked up a half a dozen more cars. We're lucky to come out like we did. It's amazing that we didn't pick up a number of cars, Barney. Tony Stewart right now dropping the uh, window net. The uh, helmet is up on the roof. Tony has yet to climb from the machine. The window net is down. Tony started to get loose just a little bit in the corner. He washed up the racetrack just a little bit, and then Kurt Busch got into the back of him, turned him around both of those cars slamming the outside retaining wall. Everybody else able to get by either inside or outside. A big crash. Top two gone here in Daytona. Tony Stewart just now climbing from his Home Depot Chevrolet. So two of the best cars in the field all done for the day right now. Tony Stewart again and Kurt Busch. Cleanup efforts continue up in turn number four where at lap 152 Kurt Busch and Tony Stewart get together and from our replay here on the monitor as we look at it Joe that was about a 50-50 deal as far as anybody being at fault up there. Tony Stewart's car kicked a little bit sideways, looked like, and Kurt tried to make a run underneath him. They made a little contact. And Jeff Striegel, you had him right on top of it there a moment ago. Well, you know, they had a great run coming up on the back end of Tony Stewart's Chevrolet. Both the Bush boys did. Kurt being the closest one to him, of course. And it looked like Tony got up out of the groove no more than about two feet. And by that time, Kurt was there, just clipped the corner. And I'll tell you what, Tony gave that outside wall a lick. He sure Shortened that Chevrolet up, and of course, Kurt Busch, uh, no better for the wear either. His car all torn up. And the good news is, I just want to report, Tony did climb from that machine. He walked to the ambulance, and he is headed to the infield care center. Kurt saw an opening down there when uh, Tony started coming up the banking, and probably any other driver in the world would have kept going up the banking. But Tony is so good, he probably is his own worst enemy in a situation like that because he brought the car back under control. Unfortunately, Kurt was already moving when he did it. Now, he had it pretty well saved there for just a moment. Let's check in down in the garage area. And Kurt Busch sits inside the Miller Lite Dodge. We'll lean in here and grab a word with him. Kurt, what happened on the racetrack? Well, I felt like uh, we were sliding around a bunch, and I got a run on the 20 car who was sliding around. And I got into him a bit too much, and it took uh, both of our chances away at winning the Daytona 500. So I know it doesn't help Tony now. He's, he's been a great ally on these restricted play races. So it was a tough way to go out. That's Kurt Busch. 
So both uh, cars in the garage. We'll try to get a word from Tony Stewart here in a few moments. Both former Nextel Cup Series champions out of the Daytona 500. And as Kurt said, there's two guys who want more than anything to accomplish a victory in the Daytona 500. It's not going to happen in 2007. So cleanup is underway over in turn number four. Looks like they're just about complete as those two cars have gone into the garage. And they'll be the only two that are out of the race right now since Scott Riggs and Kyle Petty were able to return to the racetrack. That'll hand the lead over to Kyle Busch with Martin Truex Jr. taking second, Carl Edwards third, Mark Martin fourth, and Johnny Sauter fifth. And we'll see a rash of pit stops as soon as pit road is open. It looks like it is right now. What do Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Burton, Greg Biffle, Bobby Labonte, Clint Boyer, Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick all have in common? Well, they all started their careers in the NASCAR Whalen All-American Series. NASCAR's future stars are on display at your local NASCAR track each and every week. The All-American Series, it's NASCAR in your neighborhood. So take the whole family and experience the excitement of NASCAR All-American Series in your hometown. To find a track near you, visit NASCAR.com. Lap 156, and everybody is on pit road. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Martin Truex Jr., a couple of pit stalls in front of him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Here comes Jeff Burton, Reed Sorensen, all these cars getting chassis adjustment, four tires and fuel. Kevin Harvick, a little bit of sheet metal damage. They're not going to pull it out this time. They're going to bring him back around again. And Martin Truex Jr. gets out first. Then Mark Martin, Kyle Busch, and Carl Edwards. Steve Post. Now on the midsection of pit road, the first one in and the first one away was your leader, Kyle Busch. The Kellogg Chevrolet, four tires, minor chassis adjustment on that car, back out onto the speedway. Also, Robbie Gordon was in. Jeff Gordon was in. Casey Mears gets pit service. Juan Pablo Montoya sits here along pit road, the Texaco Haviland Dodge. It has been a long day for Juan Pablo Montoya. He calls the car silly tight. That's how bad it is, and it has just been a handful. They put spring rubbers in, put spring rubbers out. Right now they're working on the left front of that uh, Texaco Haviland Dodge, and hopefully they can get it so it handles just a little bit better. Now, it looks like from here on, Barney, we're down to 44 laps to go. They could make it the rest of the way on fuel and tires here if we stay green. Yeah, that's what we said a moment ago when we were talking about cleanup up there. This should be, I'm sure it will be for quite a few guys. We are 44 laps from the finish of the 49th running of the Daytona 500. Barney Hall and Joe Moore here trackside, along with Dave Moody, Mike Bagley, and Jeff Striegel covering the turns today on pit road, Winston Kelly, Steve Post, and Alex Hayden. We've had nine lead changes among six different drivers. Only three times have the caution flag waved. And most recently, Tony Stewart and Kurt Busch, two contenders for the win were involved. They are both out of the race. Martin Truex Jr. now takes over the lead after pit stops. Mark Martin falls in line second. Elliot Sadler's got third. Kyle Busch fourth and Carl Edwards fifth. Sixth is Johnny Sauter. Seventh after the pit stops is Matt Kenseth. Eighth is Ryan Newman. Ninth, Kevin Harvick. And tenth is Denny Hamlin. Ricky Rudd's eleventh. Twelfth is Reed Sorensen. Thirteenth is David Stremme. Jamie McMurray fourteenth and Greg Biffle fifteenth. Jeff Burton is sixteenth. Seventeenth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. with Jimmy Johnson up to 18th, about the best he's been all day. Ken Schrader's 19th and Casey Kane is 20th. And 21st is Dale Jarrett, 22nd Jeff Gordon, Sterling Marlin 23rd, Casey Mears 24th, and Jeff Green 25th. Rest of the field, Boris said is 26th, Tony Raines 27th, Bobby Labonte shows 28th, J.J. Yaley 29th, David Ruderman is 30th, David Reagan is 31st, Robbie Gordon shows in 32nd, Mike Wallace 33rd, Dave Blaney 34th, David Gilliland will run back in 
35th position. Juan Pablo Montoya showing 36. Joe Nemechek, 37th. Clint Boyer, 38th. Michael Waltrip is 39th. Tony Stewart is posted as 40th, but he is out of the event in the garage. And Kurt Busch shows in 41st position. Scott Riggs, 42nd. And Kyle Petty, 43rd. And that's the way they come off pit road, brought to you by AAA, book a vacation, plan a road trip, buy life insurance, or take out a car loan, all in one pit stop. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. So Martin Truex Jr. becomes the seventh different leader of the Daytona 500. He's at the head of the pack as the pace car brings the field off turn number four. Should be getting the one-to-go signal when they come back around this next trip. A good bit of cleanup took place in turn four after the two cars of Kurt Busch and Tony Stewart got together at lap one. 154. Next week, the Nextel Cup Series moves on to the California Speedway, race two of the year for the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series, the NASCAR Bush Series, and the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series out there. It's the Auto Club 500 a week from today at the California Speedway. MRN Radio coverage starts next Friday with Bud Polk qualifying at 6 Eastern Time. We'll have the San Bernardino County 200. That's the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race next Friday at 8.30 Eastern Time. Saturday, the NASCAR Bush Series race, the Stater Brothers 300, that's at 7 Eastern, and the Nextel Cup Series and the California Speedway's Auto Club 500 a week from today, 2.30 Eastern time. Join us if you can. If not, we'll have it for you right here on MRN Radio. See if we can hear from Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart down here just walked out of the Infield Care Center, able to manage a smile. Tony, what happened? I don't know, just in the middle of the corner and all of a sudden, the car took off. It didn't take off easy. It took off pretty big, so uh, not sure. I haven't seen it yet. I tried to stop while we were in the medical center there, but, uh, you know, we're good. I just feel bad for, for uh, Home Depot and Chevrolet and, and everybody at Joe Gibbs Racing. We had an awesome car this week, but uh, can't can't leave here disappointed. I mean, anytime you can win two out of three events, uh, we got a lot to smile about. What's the racing like out there? Uh, as long as you're up front, it's not too bad. If you get in the back, uh, you know, the, the, you know, like we talked about last week after the shootout, the tire is so hard. Did you get back in the back at all and get in dirty air? Uh, it's hard. It took a long time to fight our way back to the front. It wasn't, uh, wasn't near as easy as I thought it was going to be. You just get back there and your car is just wicked tight. So, uh, um, you know, I'm just glad we got back to the front. I mean, I'm really proud of that. I mean, we had a had a uh, problem in the pits, and it started with my mistake, and then I just made the mistake worse even. So uh, stalled at trying to get down ahead of Robbie, who was coming in ahead, you know, in the stall ahead of us, and uh, then the 38 and him getting a wreck. So it just we just were kind of bad from that standpoint. Um, you know, it took me a while to get going, and when I got going, I, I was speeding and wasn't paying attention. So uh, uh, got us to the back, but I was really proud of the fact we were able to work our way back to the front. We had the strongest car today. That's Tony Stewart. I'm certain, Joe, had he not been in that accident, he certainly would have been running for the win at the end of this race, and he was picked as one of the favorites here today. In fact, he was probably picked as the favorite. Yep, he fell back in the pack a good ways, and we said he would be back, and he was right there. Unfortunately, that's where the incident occurred. Green flag waves again over the Daytona 500. Martin Truex Jr. brings him across the line with Mark Martin lined up behind him, then Kyle Busch, Johnny Sauter, and Matt Kenseth. Martin Truex, again, is one of those drivers that's been near the front most of the day, but not at the front. Well, that's over now as he leads the field. He'll move around the lap machine of Clint Boyer. He's got Mark Martin and Kyle Busch in tow as they work off the banking and head for the Super Bowl. They come using the outside line, bypassing the lap traffic, and they will stay in single file formation. Of course, that'll change now. Here's Johnny Sauter. Three wide move to the inside of the lap car of Boyer. Huge run now as Johnny Sauter and Matt Kenseth come right up the middle. Ryan Newman is right there. Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, top five, getting ready to thunder off turn number four, led by Martin Truex. Wheel to wheel for second, Martin and Kenseth. 
Getting serious out there on the speedway right now as they roll back down to the start-finish line. The laps will go down to just 40 to go. As they hit the line and go back off into the corner, Martin Truex Jr. hangs onto the lead. The dog fights for second place. Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, Ryan Newman, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch, and they're at it in turn one. Martin takes the Army Chevrolet to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll take over second. They're three wide behind him for the number four position. Harvick down low. In the middle, Kenseth, Kyle Busch. Bush will lose a lot of spots now as he gets no drafting help in turn number two. Now it shuffles out. Here comes Ryan Newman. He'll go to third. They're side-by-side side for fourth. Kevin Harvick gets a huge shove from Ricky Rudd. Harvick goes to fourth. Kyle Bush had been all the way topside. He's able to tuck back in line now, but he's going to do so back around the 10th spot. Single file up amongst the front four. Truex, Martin, Ryan Newman... Front four cars are single file coming back into the trioval. Then it's stacked up double wide. That's where Matt Kenseth rides alongside Ricky Rudd. Got David Stremme in that pack as well. Now Kevin Harvick, fourth in line, looks down to the inside of Ryan Newman. Harvick trying to make the move down to that inside lane. Kevin Harvick dials up the low line. Couldn't find room inside of Newman. And now here comes Matt Kenseth back to the outside to challenge for four. Ford and Chevy side-by-side side battle there. The Chevy of Kevin Harvick to the inside of the Ford of Matt Kenseth. Behind Harvick, drafting help from Ricky Rudd. Here comes Newman down the block. Harvick, Harvick nails Newman, and he keeps it straight back in turn number three. Harvick got that great push from Ricky Rudd. Behind Rudd comes Stremme and Jeff Burton up on that top groove, being led by Matt Kenseth. Behind him, Jamie McMurray and Kyle Busch. Twilight settles in on the Daytona International Speedway as they come down now with 38 laps remaining. Martin Truex Jr. holding off everybody with a little drafting help from Mark Martin. Meanwhile, Ryan Newman, Kevin Harvick, Matt Kenseth really want to get out of that scoot and head up to the front of the field, see if they can do it in turn two. Racing straight into the setting sun, they come into turn number one. Front pair go one and two, single file. Martin Truex and Mark Martin. Then Matt Kenseth comes around the outside of Ryan Newman. That's the side-by-side battle for third. It's Newman and Kenseth behind Newman, drafting help from Harvick and Rudd. Behind Kenseth, drafting help from McMurray and Bush. Kenseth all over the back end of Mark Martin. They go all the way to the top of the racetrack. Here comes Ryan Newman digging down low. Newman wants to try to take away the second spot. Wheel to wheel off turn four. Newman hopes that Kevin Harvick will pull down underneath him, at least pull in behind him, help push him as they go to the low side of the track. It's not working. The outside lane is the strong one. Matt Kenseth is a guy who advances. High line begins to percolate now. Matt Kenseth goes to the third spot. Jamie McMurray right behind him. He's going to run on gun on Ryan Newman for fourth, but Newman's got other ideas. He comes back to the bottom for third place. Ryan Newman fighting hard downstairs. Race leaders Martin Truex Jr. and Mark Martin drop to the high side of the racetrack, and they will let that outside lane advance, at least for now. Newman with a better run of Kenseth. It's Newman in third by a fender. And Kenseth to the outside. Jamie McMurray is there. So is Kyle Busch. Here comes Ryan Newman. He's trying to get some drafting help forming up and get that inside lane rumbling. Tell you another driver a little frustrated back there in the field is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's been boxed in. No place to go. All he can do is just wait until it gets a little daylight and running room to see what he can do. He currently is shown in ninth position. Let's watch him in turn one. Dale Jr. with nowhere to go right now. He's just got to hope that his line moves faster than the outside lane. They're now three wide in front of him. In the middle is Reed Sorensen, David Stremme up high. Now Jeff Gordon puts his foot in it. 
Now the inside lanes advance. Earnhardt on the bottom. Gordon in the middle. It's Stremme topside. They are stacked and packed from mid-pack on back. Up front. Battle for second. Mark Martin to the inside of Matt Kenseth. They're two by two and three wide behind them. Jamie McMurray is right there. Ryan Newman down low. Kevin Harvick down low. Kyle Busch to his outside. Behind them, three wide stuck in the middle. Jeff Gordon, Casey Mears, and Casey Kane. But Martin Truex Jr. continues showing the way. He's the only car riding all alone. Everybody else is double wide throughout the pack. Mark Martin second, Matt Kenseth third, Ryan Newman fourth, and Jamie McMurray fifth. We have 35 laps to go in the Daytona 500. Matt Kenseth has just taken the lead in the Daytona 500, squeezing out in front of Martin Truex Jr. as we're down to 34 laps to go. I'd like to welcome aboard some other new stations on our broadcast coverage today. The Rhythm of Texas, 1400 KGVL in Greenville, Texas. 96.3 FM, The Buzz at Albuquerque, New Mexico. The High Plains Network in Lubbock, Texas. And Team 990 Radio in Montreal, Canada. Glad you're with us as we bring you the Daytona 500. With 31 laps to go in the Great American Race, Matt Kenseth has gone back to the front. And as a matter of fact, has pulled out a good ways in front of Martin Truex Jr. Truex still busy there with some company as they come roaring off turn number four. Jamie McMurray has pulled up alongside him. McMurray now going for the second spot. He falls in behind Kenseth, catches the draft of his fellow Ford driver, and now they're both blowing by up in turn one. Haven't heard much from Jamie McMurray this afternoon, but he is in the hunt when, it's, when the time is right. He's on the outside, challenging for second place. Downstairs, he goes against Martin Truex Jr. Side by side, they race to the super stretch. McMurray with the better runoff turn two. Fender out in front for McMurray. But here comes Truex, storming back on the inside line. Truex with the advantage. This again is the battle for the second spot. Right behind them, the battle for the four spot. Mark Martin down low. Kyle Busch up top behind them. You've got Ryan Newman and Reed Sorensen, who's becoming a factor. Side by side, here comes Truex. Truex has got a really strong race car, and he's been able to get some drafting help every lap around most of the day and been able to stay up there. But it's still Matt Kenseth at the front of the field. Laps go down to just 30. And Dave Moody back about 17th position. The most frustrated driver back in that area has got to be Dale Earnhardt Jr. He can't find running room to move out outside, inside, or anywhere else. Yeah, he's not alone, Barney. Jeff Gordon is back there in a very similar position. Jimmy Johnson as well. In the middle of the field. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now looks at Jeff Burton try a three wide move. Oh, Jr. brumbles out of the pocket. He'll go three wide to the inside of Burton and Elliott Sadler in three. We'll see if he can make it stick. He's right down in the bottom side of the racetrack. Stuck in the middle is Jeff Burton all the way topside. Elliott Sadler, three wide racing further back. Wheel to wheel at the front of the field. This is going on back for the 17th position. That's where Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in all that heavy traffic. Up front, though, about as heavy as you can get. Double wide for the lead. Triple wide nearly as Matt. Kenseth by inches is in front of Martin Truex Jr. and Jamie McMurray is all over both of them. McMurray now to the outside of Truex. That's the battle for the number two position. Truex getting a little bit of drafting help down low from Mark Martin. McMurray gets help from Kyle Busch. They're still knotted up from the second position on back. Double wide three wide racing. McMurray now crowds Truex down to the inside line trying to get a side draft. He'll get it. McMurray goes to second but Truex once again rallies back strong down low. He's so good down low and turns three and four. He'll take second. He may battle for the lead. He may take the lead. Here he comes. Truex off turn number four. He'll grab the top spot. How long can he hold it? Yeah, that's a good question. Here they come to the line. He's got it for the moment as they race down the laps now.
now go down to just 28 to go. It is still Matt Kenseth. He grabs the lead back as they swing back off into turn number one. Looking a little further back, we talked about a moment ago, Jeff Gordon trying to find some running room. Jimmy Johnson, some good cars back there, but they've still got time to get it done. They're in turn two. It's like rush hour on the Jersey Turnpike. Inches apart. Whoa, David Strubby way sideways out of two. Makes a great save in front of Dale Jr. What an unbelievable move there for David Strimmy, able to hang on to it. Barney talked about Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon. They are in the middle of a three-wide pack, mid-pack, and they continue to shuffle it up. Elliot Sadler is there, one Pablo Montoya is there. Jimmy Johnson stuck in the middle, right behind him, his teammate. They're about three rows deep, three-wide racing, including the Hendrick boys. Here at Daytona, the caution flag is out for a big one in turn one. It got started when Jimmy Johnson either lost the nose of the car and got up into the wall or got crowded up. The traffic was so heavy it was almost impossible to see. He got up on two wheels as he climbed the wall, came back in the face of traffic, collected Jeff Green, Denny Hamlin, and a number of others as they slid down the back straight away in front of Mike Bagley. Tony Raines got a piece of the pie. Also, David Rudiman got collected as well. Jimmy Johnson's car is at rest right now on the back straight away. He has fired the machine from where it came to rest. Right now he has stopped the car about midway down the super stretch. Safety crews are on the scene tending to him. David Rudiman as well. Tried to refire the Domino's Pizza Toyota. Tried to drive off from the accident scene. He didn't get too far. Safety crews are tending to him as well. And right now we focus on the Jimmy Johnson car. An army of safety workers crowded in around the low Chevrolet on the back straightaway. And Dave Booty again, we're lucky in one sense there are about five cars involved in that but they could have been about 15. Yeah, it could have been very easily 15 or 20, Barney, and it's a miracle that it wasn't because Jimmy Johnson, as I mentioned, his car climbed that outside wall and then immediately shot to the left straight across the track and down to the apron in heavy-duty traffic. Jeff Green took a tremendous lick. He got nailed by David Rudiman and by Denny Hamlin. Amazing that he was able to drive that car away. Rudiman's car, all torn up in the nose, slid down through the grass. Some heavy damage on all the involved machines, but you're right, it could have been a whole lot worse. Jeff Green is on pit road. Steve Post is in his pit. Boy, this team had high hopes coming into the season and had a great run going in the Daytona 500. The Best Buy Chevy team, Harold Holly, the crew chief, Jeff Green, now a lot of damage on the right side of that car. Meanwhile, the rest of the cars bring it down to pit road. Kyle Busch swings the Kellogg Chevy and going to be uh, released right side tires, possibly four tires. Behind him, Jeff Gordon in front of him. Juan Pablo Montoya. Here comes David Gilliland in. As they continue pit work, it's going to be four tires for everybody here. They were inside the fuel window, but the chance to put on four tires is very important. As uh, Robbie Gordon is in, Elliot Sadler in, also Ken Schrader in. Let's take it up to Winston Kelly. Mark Martin gets out in front of Carl Edwards, then Reed Starnes, and all these guys on this end of pit road that we saw got four tires. And Joe Martin, Truex, loses a number of positions. Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes out about six, but it does look like Reed Sorensen perhaps a two-tire stop. Now down to Alex Hayes. With 25 laps to go, the poker is on. Johnny Sauter and crew chief Booty Barker made a two-tire change. Right sides only for the yellow transportation Chevrolet. Four tires for Carl Edwards and Matt Kenseth. Likewise with Greg Biffle, Ricky Rudd, and Casey Kane. Also with four fresh Goodyears and Sunoco Racing Gasoline. Denny Hamlin's been on the pit lane a couple of times trying to get Humpty Dumpty put back together again. He's got damage in all four corners of the FedEx Chevrolet. Likewise, with Tony Raines, he too got significant damage on that DLP Chevrolet. Got some problems for Juan Pablo Montoya. Juan Pablo Montoya sits here along pit wall. I think it's just constant fixing this race car. It has been so tight. 
for the Formula F1 driver, and they are up under the car working on it, fixing that race car. Want to update on Mark Martin? The United States Army team is two tires, two tires for Mark Martin. That's what put them out at the front of the field, and looks like we may have an injured crew member. We're going to head down to the other end of pit road and see about that. They have recycled the scoring monitor. Mark Martin is going to be the leader. That good pit stop gets him back out, and that might have just won the race for him. At least he's at the head of the field if he can stay there. Carl Edwards comes off second. Reed Sorensen third. Johnny Sauter fourth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the mix very much so now as he's going to restart fifth. Greg Biffle is going to restart sixth. Haven't talked about Greg a whole lot today. Matt Kenseth toward the end of this race has suddenly found a lot of horsepower in that car and is running extremely well and good pit work puts him seventh. Kyle Busch is eighth. Martin Truex Jr. is ninth. He lost a ton of spots on that pit stop. Elliott Sadler's tenth. The rest of the top fifteen. Casey Mears is eleventh. Boris said is twelfth. Jamie McMurray is thirteenth. David Stremme is fourteenth. And fifteenth is Jeff Burton. And Joe, a lot of that just depends uh, as far as shaping out who's going to win this thing. Luck of the draw a lot of times and how you get shuffled out of the draft or are able to stay in the draft. We talked earlier today about uh, how luck always plays in to the outcome of the Daytona 500. I mean, look at a situation like Boris said. He was involved in the first caution of the day back in lap 16, made quick repairs, has been way back at the pack all day, and suddenly now, within 24 laps of the finish, here he is just outside the top 10. It's another example. We told you there was an injured crew member on pit road. Steve Post, what's the deal there? Yeah, it was with the Miccosukee Resorts Dodge team of Mike Wallace. It was Jeremy Gator. He's the rear tire changer has an injured left ankle, got clipped by Jamie McMurray's car. McMurray pitted right behind him as McMurray swung out. It clipped Jeremy Gator. He's sitting along the pit roll. He's talking to everybody. They've got an ace bandage on his left leg. He's putting his gloves back on. I'm not sure he's going back over now. They're going to carry him onto a medical cart and take him to the care center for further evaluation. But uh, he's talking to his crew guys, so Jeremy Gator is a left left ankle injury, but other than that is okay, and they're going to take him to the infield care center. Under the caution flag, we are at lap Uh, 177. That gives us 23 laps to go. Here at Daytona, Ryan Newman, the most recent retiree, and some big names uh, being caught up in crashes and having various problems today. Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, both out. Jimmy Johnson, the defending winner. Denny Hamlin, who won the Bud Shootout here last year. Also, uh, Jeff Green, who was running so well today. Tony Raines caught up in that crash. David Rudiman, and now Ryan Newman is out of the Daytona 500. Joe, just looking at the top 15 drivers, the way they're going to restart, I believe there's only one Daytona 500 winner in that group that has won it before, and that's Dale Jr. And he's running in the fifth position as they line up for the restart on the back straightaway. It'll be 21 laps to go in the Daytona 500 when they come back around. And Mark Martin driving the U.S. Army Chevrolet. Again, it's going to take a while to get used to saying that. But he's the man up front. I guess we better get used to it. Carl Edwards lines up behind him in the second spot with Reed Sorensen third, Johnny Sauter fourth, and then Junior in the fifth position. Pace car is pulling on a pit road. We have been under the lights for the last half hour or so here at Daytona. Green flag goes back in the air, and we'll try to settle the Daytona 500 under green. Mark Martin is a leader. Single file. He crossed the line. All of a sudden, they're double file already before they ever get to turn one. Moving around the lap machine of Juan Pablo Montoya. Mark Martin breaks into the clean air. Carl Edwards right behind him. Reed Sorensen, Johnny Sauter, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Everybody making their way around the slower car of Montoya. Now here comes Junior to the outside. Three wide on Johnny Sauter. 
all the way around the top of turn number two. Johnny Sauter still hung out to dry, that is. And Dale Jr. is on the charge again. First to the outside, now to the inside of Reed Sorensen. He gets third. Jr. back to the outside. He wants second. Greg Biffle comes all the way to the fourth spot. Reed Sorensen slides up the banking. He almost bounces off of Kyle Busch. Three wide for second as they thunder off turn four. Coming back down to the line, what a tremendous move by Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's in the thick of things, working in the middle of the racetrack, pulling up alongside Matt Kenseth. That's the race for third, and helping Jr. is Kyle Busch. On the outside lane, Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to pull another patented Earnhardt Daytona charge. He goes to the outside of Matt Kenseth. The backstretch grandstand loses its mind as Jr. moves up to the high lane. Comes up the outside lane, the red Budweiser Chevrolet trying to get some drafting help. He'll get a hand from Kyle Busch, from Reed Sorensen, from Casey Mears, but the inside line very strong as Matt Kenseth goes by him for third. Greg Biffle sitting right there in the second spot. Then comes Kenseth. Matt Martin Truax down low to his outside Dale Jr. Top three single file. They're on back double file racing. Dale Earnhardt Jr. determined that he's going to get around and lead this thing and go to victory lane in the Daytona 500. He's got 19 laps left to do it. The front three cars being Mark Martin, Greg Biffle, and Matt Kenseth are trying to get away from Martin Truex Jr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr., but they're not doing a very good job of it right now off turn four. And they're three wide right behind them. Kyle Busch is right in the middle. Casey Mears and a whole bunch of others. Three rows deep, three wide racing. Up front is Mark Martin with a couple of his former teammates right behind Greg Biffle. Best he's run all afternoon. He's got drafting help from teammate Matt Kenseth. They're right behind Martin in turn one. The Roush Fenway troops coming to the front of the pack now. Greg Biffle and Matt Kenseth. They're paired up in the single file, ready to go drafting and try to close in on the leader, Mark Martin. Watching the fifth place battle now. Dale Earnhardt Jr. still in that outside line. He's got the car of Elliott Sadler to his inside and they continue to race wheel to wheel. They are three wide behind them. McMurray on the bottom. Kyle Busch in the middle. Carl Edwards topside. And right behind them, they're three wide and Casey Mears is stuck in the middle. He's got Jeff Burton to his inside. He's got Reed Sorensen to his outside. Johnny Saunders in that mix. Everybody's in that mix. Four-car breakaway at the front of the field. They're down to 16 laps to go. Right now, back in fifth place, trying to gain some ground. Casey Kane down at the inside of the speedway. Carl Edwards, Kyle Busch, Reed Sorensen, Jeff Burton. Not a whole lot they can do, but they don't want the front four to get too far away. Front four threatening to do exactly that. They've opened up about seven car lengths now over that side-by-side battle between Elliott Sadler and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Front four running for their lives as the pack comes after them. Yeah, here comes the pack now. Down to the inside, Elliott Sadler. He's trying to crowd Dale Earnhardt Jr. up against the wall. Now darts back to the bottom. Oh, contact between Bush and McMurray. They almost stack up four wide, but they sort it out back to the corner. They escape to get back to turn number three. Bush down low. He'll tuck in right behind Elliott Sadler and now Dale Jr. will do the same. All of a sudden, we've got seven cars. Now single foul. One in the fence. They bang off of one another. Everybody scrambles and they make it away okay. Wow. Right up against the wall. A big hit for Carl Edwards and a great save. He's hanging on to the car. Apparently, He's bent the sheet metal down on the tire. The smoke is blowing, and now a car spins going up into turn number one. Hits up against the wall. Up against the outside retaining wall as the entire pack comes scrambling down to the inside. Carl Edwards limping in the middle of the pack with damage on his machine. He bounced off the side of the David Stremme car. Both of them showing smoke off those automobiles as down on the bottom of the
the racetrack, the odd man out, and all torn up is Kenny Schrader. What triggered all that was one car come flying down pit road, went flying down pit road, came out. It was Dave Blaney just a moment ago. He tried to slow the car down as he went back down at the end of pit road. Couldn't get it woed down, and there was traffic everywhere. He tried to dodge some cars sitting there. It didn't work out. He made contact, and Kenny Schrader is the victim of that. It all started up in turn four, Barney, when uh, the car of Carl Edwards hit the wall. Blaney was trying to get away from that. He came down the pit road, as you described, and then uh, Ken Schrader winds up the short end of the deal up in turn number one. Twelve laps remaining to be run. Looking at our scoring monitor, it's been a competitive race. There are still 29 cars showing on the lead lap. Juan Pablo Montoya is the last of those on the lead lap. So for Mark Martin, a shot to win the Daytona 500. Greg Biffle, his teammate right now, used to be his teammate, sitting right behind him. Matt Kenseth is a teammate of Greg Biffle. You know they're going to work together. Martin Truex Jr. is going to restart fourth. Restarting in fifth place is Elliott Sadler. Kyle Busch is going to restart sixth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. still very much in the mix. He is going to restart in seventh. Jamie McMurray, who showed a lot of strength there for several laps before that caution came out, is eighth. Haven't talked a lot about Casey Mears today. He's another one of those inside the top ten. He is showing in ninth, and Jeff Burton is tenth. Taking you further back of the field here, eleventh is Ricky Rudd. He kind of dropped out of the picture for a while, but he's back. How about David Gilliland? He was a lap back at one point. Here he is in the 12th position with 11 laps to go. Johnny Sauter, who's been strong all afternoon. He's up there in 13th for the restart. In 14th is Mike Wallace. Kevin Harvick is 15th. David Reagan, the rookie driver, showing up strong here in the closing laps. He's 16th. Boris said is 17th. 18th is Casey Kane. 19th, Sterling Marlin. And in 20th is J.J. Yaley. Bobby Labonte, we've not spoke a whole lot about him today with the Petty Enterprises. He's up there in 21st. Dale Jarrett's 22nd. Jeff Gordon's 23rd. Joe Nemechek is 24th and 25th now. Robbie Gordon. I believe we just saw Kurt Busch come back out of the garage here and take his car back on the racetrack here with some 11 laps to go. Dave Mooney, any speculation on this thing of who might end up in victory lane from what you've watched? Well, ordinarily you look for somebody that's got drafting partners and teammates in the in the vicinity. Greg Biffle and Matt Kenseth riding right behind the leader, Mark Martin. You can almost guarantee that they're going to work together, but you wonder just how motivated Mark Martin is. It's been a long time trying to win this one, and we'll see what the old veteran can pull out of the hat here. Mike Bagley's going to take some mastery to go from seventh up to the lead. You think Dale Earnhardt Jr. can pull this off in ten laps? I don't think he can because he hasn't had the drafting help all day. When he steps to the outside line, he'll get he'll get some help, but he doesn't get a lot of it. He will get up to about the third, maybe the second position, and then he seems to stall out. My bet's on Mark Martin, and my dark horse pick is Martin Truex Jr. Jeff Striegel? Well, I'm you know I'm looking just a little bit further back, and that uh, machine of Kyle Busch has been strong all day, and again he doesn't have any drafting partners more than likely to work with, but that car's been good all day long. He sits kind of in the shotgun seat. Who knows what's going to unfold in front of him? We're about to find out. There will be 10 laps to go, so a single-file restart with Mark Martin running his first race for Chevrolet, leading the way. Off turn four, the pace car gets ready to hit the pit lane with Martin, Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth, Martin Truex Jr., and Elliott Sadler, the front five. Green flag about to wave again over the Daytona 500. Here they come to the line, and and they are on the gas. Let's see if we can keep it under the green flag for the final 10 laps. Martin's on the gas, trying to pull away from the Ford double of Greg Biffle and Matt Kenseth. Mark Martin will make it to the outside lane, makes his way around a couple of lap machines, looks in the rear view mirror, and as expected, there is Greg Biffle. Matt Kenseth right there in the third spot. Elliott Sadler, Kyle Busch, 
And to the outside, here comes the DEI tandem. Truex and Earnhardt. But there's only two of them. Everybody else goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Here's Elliott Sadler looking out of line. Here's Kyle Busch. He'll look lower. Busch below the yellow now gets it back up on the surface. He'll race side by side with Elliott Sadler for four. Top three are trying to escape. That's Mark Martin, Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth. Kyle Busch now comes all the way to the four spot. Jamie McMurray will tuck in line fifth from there on back. Two wide racing. Two wide racing is going to slow them down a little bit. The front four may get away. They come down to the line, heading back into turn number one. There are nine laps to go. Mark Martin hangs on to the lead. Greg Biffle still second. Matt Kenseth third. Kyle Busch is the car on the move as they head to turn two. Busch is the man with the plan right now. He is all over the back bumper of Matt Kenseth. Jamie McMurray now joins the mix. That's three Roush Fenway cars in the top five. And here comes Casey Mears on the inside of the racetrack. They stack it up now. Kyle Busch all over the backside of Matt Kenseth for third. No one stepping out of line. It's still Mark Martin up front. Here's Bush to the inside of Kenseth for the third spot. Trying to pick off the third spot. He's right down low. He's got Kenseth to the outside. Bush digging on the inside off of turn number four. He's got the third spotter trying to take it away from Kenseth. Matt Kenseth trying to battle back, hoping for drafting help to fall in line. Further back, they go three wide. Jeff Burton all the way to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll swing down there with the help of David Gilliland, and they'll stay three wide through the trioval. Hang on, Betty. Here they come into turn number one, and they're still three deep. Burton gets away the three-wide sandwich. Down to the inside. Gilliland in the middle of McMurray. Topside, Casey Mears. Nobody gives an inch as they rumble to the super stretch. They lean on each other for the sixth position. Three wide at the super stretch at Daytona. Up front, here's the battle for second. Kyle Busch to the inside of Greg Biffle. He'll make that move. Biffle to third. Double wide for fourth. Three wide for the rest of the field. And it's Jamie McMurray that's right smack dab in the middle to his outside is Mears to the inside, David Gilliland battle up front, Bush to second in front of Greg Biffle he may have the car to beat, he's got a strong one all day and he's flexing the muscle on that machine right now as he comes down the line, gets himself back into the number two spot right behind Mark Martin, Greg Biffle falls back to third, Kenseth fourth and Jeff Burton fifth, but the furious racing is from sixth place on back, unbelievable racing, they are three wide, about nine rows deep, trying to claw his way up the inside is Elliott Sadler. They're side-by-side for third. Biffle now to the inside of Kenseth. They race side-by-side to the super stretch. Kenseth looking for drafting help. He's finding very minimal help. Biffle, meanwhile, gets help from Jeff Burton, David Gilliland, and Elliott Sadler. Challenge for second. Bush all over the back of Martin and almost turns him. And Martin goes up the racetrack, and here comes Kyle Bush, but Martin flows the block. He'll hold on to the lead. Bush back to second. Burton trying to pick up third on Biffle. Mark Martin hangs on to the top spot as they come to the stripe with six laps to go. It's Martin, Kyle Bush, then side-by-side for third. Jeff Burton there to the low side of the racetrack alongside Greg Biffle. Here comes Jeff Burton now to the inside lane on Biffle. Chevrolet and Ford going wheel-to-wheel for the number three spot. It's Mark Martin, Kyle Bush, Jeff Burton side-by-side with Biffle as they exit the banking of two. They will stay that way to the super stretch. Jeff Burton's Chevrolet to the inside of the Ford of Greg Biffle. Up front, Mark Martin throwing every block he can throw, trying to fend off the advances of Kyle Busch. It's Martin leading by a car length in three. And the battle continues for that third spot as Burton down low. He's got David Gilliland. Now he breaks out of line. Burton in the middle. Here they come three wide. Burton being banged around. He's stuck in the middle off four. All that three wide racing back there has allowed the front three to open up a little daylight on the rest of the field. Actually, now it is a five-car breakaway as we go down to just four laps remaining to be run. Make that five as they go back off into turn number 
number one. Marty, some contact between Matt Kenseth and Jamie McMurray coming off turn four, and there's smoke coming off Kenseth's car. Kenseth is in trouble. David Stremme, I think, got a piece of the action, too. There's smoke coming off the Coors Light Dodge off the right front corner as he begins to slow on the back straightaway. Well, and one car is into the wall, bounces off the concrete. Everybody ducking and diving. Now Ricky Rudd gets turned. Jared, Jamie McMurray, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in it. Montoya to the grass. Truex gets clipped. They wadded up on the back straightaway after one car looked like McMurray got turned into the concrete on the back straightaway. Caution, it's on the speedway. It'll come out at lap 195, back to turn three. McMurray hit the wall coming off of turn number two, Barney. Tried to keep the car straight, but they stacked up behind him, and they wadded it up on the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt Jr., also Ricky Rudd, Martin Truex Jr., others getting collected. The worst for wear, Jamie McMurray. The Crown Royal Ford sits splitting the difference of the back straightaway just at the entrance of turn number three. Window net is down. Safety crews are on the scene. Jamie McMurray's Daytona 500 ends in a crash on the super stretch. We have seven laps remaining to be run, and this race, you hate to see this happen, Joe, was that fewer laps left to run, but you almost knew it was going to. Yeah, well, you had predicted that a few moments ago. They were racing for a win in the Daytona 500, so you knew something was going to happen. They were going at it three wide for a while. It looked like preceding that, that Jamie McMurray and Matt Kenseth made some contact coming off turn four. We were talking about the smoke coming from Kenseth's tire, and then as they exited turn two, Dave Moody, it almost looked from way over here through the Bonanza like Kenseth actually got into his teammate McMurray. You may well be right about that, Joe. It looked like Kenseth might have hooked him just a little bit from behind, trying to find himself some racing room. Turned McMurray head on into the wall, and after that, it was Katie bar the door. Everybody just piled in at about 190 miles an hour. Dale Earnhardt Jr. involved. Martin Truex Jr. was involved. Ricky Rudd got damaged from the crash. McMurray, as we told you, a multi-car crash on the back straightaway just laps from the end of the Daytona 500. So they're, they're over there right now cleaning the track up, and it, uh, hopefully we'll get this thing back to green here in just a moment. These cars coming down into the tri-oval. Everybody's getting on their feet to see the start and the finish of this Daytona 500. Pace car is now on pit road. Single file restart. Here they come down to the line. There are at least 27 cars still on the lead lap. Green flag goes back in the air. Mark Martin gets a pretty good restart. He'll put a couple of car lengths between himself and Kyle Busch and Greg Biffle. They go to turn one. We'll see if Kyle Busch is just hanging back trying to get a run. He begins to close in now on Mark Martin. Busch looks to the inside. Martin's got the low lane covered. Mark Martin, Kyle Busch, one and two with Greg Biffle right there in third off turn two. Comes Mark Martin leading the field to the back straightaway. Everybody in single file formation. No one dares step to the high line. It's Mark Martin. Car length in hand over Kyle Busch. Looking back in third, it's Greg Biffle. David Gilliland. Elliot Sattler, the top five. The first car that comes out of line is Kevin Harvick. He's going to bring Matt Kenseth with him. That's the battle for the fifth spot. To the inside is Elliot Sadler, top four. Single file, Mark Martin at the front of the field. A little bit of a breakaway as they come down to see the white flag. One lap to go, but the scramble is on as they head down to turns one and two. Mark Martin, Kyle Busch, Greg Biffle, David Gilliland. Will they come back that way? Mark Martin tried to capture the race that's eluded him for 23 years. Kyle Busch on the back bumper to turn to take it away. They're single file the top four. On the bottom of the racetrack, Mark Martin off turn two for the final time. Mark Martin brings the field to the back straightaway. Everybody in single file. The front two, front three cars. Here's Kyle Busch to the outside. To the inside. Martin throws the block. Busch slams into Harvick. Harvick's up the outside. Harvick's looking for the win. 
Here comes Kevin Harvick. He draws even with Mark Martin. Side by side for the race lead and for the win. Martin down low. Kevin Harvick wheel to wheel. Bush spins off turn four. Kyle Bush spins. Matt Kenseth spins. But here comes the race to the Daytona 500 victory at the stripe. Kevin Harvick gets it by inches. Comes out of nowhere. And Kevin Harvick is the 2007 Daytona 500 winner. Meanwhile, a calamity coming off turn four. Cars are spinning. Some upside down. Flames. It all started up in turn four in front of Jeff Striegel. A whole bunch of cars. No space to race. And it was the checkered flag for the Daytona 500. Clint Boyer upside down. His car bursts into flames. I believe he's since climbed from his machine. Kyle Busch went around and it was on from there. Everybody battling for the win here in Daytona off of turn number four. Mike Bagley, let's go back and recap that move by Kevin Harvick. Where in the world did he come from? I have no idea, Joe. He went storming up the outside line. Kyle Busch was trying to get inside and outside of Mark Martin. Busch came up the racetrack trying to go to the outside of Martin for the lead. All of a sudden, there's Kevin Harvick with a huge head of steam up the outside in turn number three, and that continued all the way around in front of Jeff Schriegel off turn four. It was a huge push, Mike Bagley, and that's what you need here. He got it. He came from deep in the field. That push propelled him topside. Mark Martin could do nothing with him. The run that Harvick had, they almost banged coming off of turn number four, and it was a drag race all the way back to you, Joe Moore. So that's the way it winds up. A wild move off turn four, but Kevin Harvick comes home the victor. He wins the Daytona 500, coming off a victory yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series running of the Orbitz 300. I'll tell you what, you could almost predict that that to come, but uh, again, Clint Boyer gets dumped on his roof, so to speak, and will slide some 1,000, maybe 1,200 feet down here to the start-finish line. He climbs out of the car, and you could tell he is really upset, but uh, you could, as we said, Joe, you could almost see that one coming, but what a finish here for the Daytona 500. Let's go down the pit road. Cars coming, coming down here to, to make their way in. Mike Wallace with a top five finish in the Daytona 500. He brings his car in, the Mikasuki Chevrolet. He, too, had an outstanding run. We'll get word with him as soon as he climbs out. As a matter of fact, he's getting ready to do so in just a moment. We'll get a word with Mike Wallace. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. Kevin Harvick pulls it off, however, and will go to victory lane. Mark Martin's going to finish second. Jeff Burton runs third. Mike Wallace fourth. And David Reagan will finish in fifth. Let's go down victory lane. And I tell you what, the Gatorade is flowing. A big hug for Kevin Harvick and his car owner, Richard Childers, his wife, Delana. Kevin Harvick, first of all, take us through that last lap. Well, I mean, the 17 car was just... Um in our back bumper, and I don't know who was behind him, but he was pushing the heck out of me. So uh, this Shell Pennzoil Chevrolet was uh, a little bit hot there with about 20 laps to go, and I had to get out of the draft. It was like 270, 280, and come in and fix the nose and got the tape off and just had to work our way back up there. But what a, what a fun race. Did you? When did you know that you had beat Mark Martin? I didn't know. Hell, I got so excited I punched a damn mirror out of the car. The thing, uh, I, I think I broke my dang hand, but uh, I was so excited when they, when they came across the start-finish line that I didn't know what to do, so I was trying to stuck my arm out there and punched a mirror. Tell us about what you had to do to come back when you got back in the back of the pack. Uh, your crew chief, Todd Barrier, told us about the car overheating yeah. and how you worked your way back to the front. Well, we just um, you just had to take a lot of chances there and, and got up uh, got up some momentum and just stuck the thing up on the high side and just never let off the floor. And, and uh, all the holes, the holes just opened up in our favor. So it was a lot of fun. 
when you came here a few weeks ago or just a week ago, you had not won a Daytona. Not only did you win Saturday, but you're a Daytona 500 winner. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Well, this is this is it, man. Uh, here in the, uh, this is what makes stock car racing what it is, and, and to come to Daytona uh, and respect the sport for what it is, all these guys do. I know I do, and uh, Richard's been a big part of the sport. So uh, to to know the history of RCR and everything that they've done at Daytona and, and to be a part of that now is just awesome. Kevin Harvick wins the Daytona 500. If you're at Daytona International Speedway, you'd think it was the 4th of July with the fireworks we saw on the last lap. But at the start-finish line, well ahead of all the melee in turn four was Kevin Harvick crossing the line and scoring his first Daytona 500 victory. Here's what we have as far as the unofficial finish of the Daytona 500. The scoring system is locked down because of the way the race finished. NASCAR is reviewing the final statistics. Kevin Harvick is the winner. Mark Martin finishes in second with Jeff Burton third, Mike Wallace fourth, and David Reagan fifth. Sixth is Elliot Sadler, seventh Casey Kane, eighth is David Gilliland, ninth is Joe Nemechek, and tenth is David Strimmy. Again, this is all unofficial. J.J. Yaley finishes 11th, Jeff Gordon 12th, Reed Sorensen 13th, Robbie Gordon 14th, Johnny Sauter got 15th, 16th Sterling Marlin, 17th Boris Said, 18th Clint Boyer, 19th Juan Pablo Montoya, and 20th Bobby Labonte. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Kevin Harvick, who's won the 2007 edition of the Daytona 500. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.